Welcome to the 1,000th edition of Your Impact Attack. All right, we haven't done a thousand of these, but <laughs> they have. So, but it's still Your Impact Attack, um, and uh, we are just here to sort of curate that experience for you, the loyal viewer slash listener slash fan slash Hamin Media Group Army slash. Uh, whoever you are, we are here for that. And who are we? Well, I am Jamie Williams. Some people call me the vet. The vet. He's a Rip Rogers guy. The vet. Vet, vet, vet. Rip, rip, rip Rogers guy. And with me, as always, is my tag team partner, Brandon, who I'm tagging in right now. Brandon, what's going on? Not much, man. Uh, Thousand episodes of Impact, regardless of how you might feel about the product or the company itself. That is still a feat that is not a lot of TV shows have done. That's true. And we've got a very special guest because we couldn't have a thousand episodes without a very special guest. And all the way from the fictional country slash continent of Australia is the fictional Jimmy T. Timey kangaroo down the sport. Timey kangaroo down. Hey, Jimmy T from the PWC, what it be? <laughs> well, what's cracking, boys? I'm just having to be back here while I'm chilling in my AI computer. I mean, that's right. I don't that's right. You're a program. I am a program, and I see Feast or Fight is a bad concept, according to my, to me, the AI. Uh, that's all I want to say. And shout out to the Bearcats in the chat. Because Harvey, Harvey with the Bearcats. Hey, that's getting over, man. The Bearcats and the Crabcats, I'm telling you. We, we, don't want, we don't want that to get over. We, we don't want that. We want to forget about these things. We want to forget about these things. But, um, yes, we have some lovely people here with us that we're about to... Uh, we're about to do this show for them, especially for them. Uh, and uh, so who, who do we have with us, Brandon, so far as we acknowledge this chat? Oh, let's see who's hanging with us tonight. We got Buckshot Kid. We got Media M5, Lab Rat, Elizabeth, Steve Eggert, Al Robinson, Javi Uchida, Ben Espinoza. Thank you all for stopping in tonight. Hope you're all having a great night. Much love. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, we got a special crowd. Um so yeah we've uh we we've already mentioned it a bunch of times we got a thousand episodes of impact which is pretty crazy when you think about it as as uh as you said there's not many shows that could say that um and uh so that's kind of like it, but you <laughs> the, one of the things i thought of when you know i was actually trying to like comprehend and process that like wow a thousand episodes is the fact that you know, we're used to calling these things episodes now, but that's, can you imagine if, if, you know, the NFL or the NBA or whatever said, oh, we've had this many episodes, like you can't really, 
you, you yeah. well, how would you feel if they if they had said something like that this yeah uh if they just called it episodes and not like games or or whatever like that it's like we really have come to think of these as tv shows um and people are counting you know on on these these episodes like we're up to this many the long you know how many times do you hear michael cole have to say the longest running episodic <laughs> television show in history we have more episodes than Gunsmoke. like <laughs> okay but um you know Gunsmoke was a real tv show you know like so uh but yeah so what, what do you guys what do you guys think about that like the idea of we just it does does that contribute to the phoniness of wrestling as like as perceived by the uh let's say the non-wrestling fan audience um brandon what i mean what do you think about it or do you just do you just go oh yeah a thousand episodes it's a tv show whatever i don't think about it that's kind of a good question because at the same time it's like it really depends on how you present it like it could be a tv show but like it, like a reality TV show about a wrestling company. Like you could still do it that way. Okay. <laughs> I don't know where that would be relevant in this day and age of where you could see a reality show <laughs> or a docu-series about a wrestling company. <laughs> probably nowhere you could see that. Probably not but, on Netflix. Probably but, not called wrestlers. But there's also a way you can do that in a kayfabe manner. Where like you can, but it's completely scripted, but presented like it's a reality show. Yeah. What do you think about well, like, that, Jimmy? Do you think we should bother to count episodes or what? What do you think? Well, to be honest, it's a testament that they even reached a thousand episodes. I mean, I wasn't counting, that's for sure. And to be fair, I've been a fan of TNAs or Impact Wrestling, I guess, whatever you want to call it, from its inception, pretty much. But I stopped watching it, obviously, for many years up until this point. But um, no, look, hats off to them for reaching 1,000. I mean, it's, it's something. But really, I wasn't counting I mean, it doesn't really matter. But at the end of the day, hopefully they can reach another 1,000. But we'll see. I mean, can they? I mean, they are the cockroaches of the professional wrestling game. Can they mm. do it? And on top of that, as far as the reality show goes, they used to have a reality version of uh, their show. What was it called again? Do you boys remember? It would start right after Impact. Or Reaction. Oh, that's it. Reaction. That's the one. I love that That was that when concept. they tried that. It was cool at first, but um, it kind of went on the wayside pretty fast, though, too. Yeah, it's basically, it seemed like it's a presentation of, okay, like, everything that just happened at the end of the show was real. What would your genuine right. reactions be? Go. Right, and it was. It was a cool concept at the time, for sure. I think another wrestling company tried doing that recently. Oh, AEW. There we go. <laughs> they tried doing that on HBO Max, whatever it was called, in terms of their oh, documentary yeah. shows. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, that insider, or that behind-the-scenes show. Yeah, whatever it was called. I mean, that didn't last long, right? So, I mean, sure, I don't think anyone was watching it. wasn't even on HBO Max. That was like right after. You just leave it on the channel and then right. you do it. So it's like, so it's like, man, if you, if you thought this shit was fake, where do you see how fake it really is? <laughs> it's so stupid. So I don't really, you know, obviously anybody that knows me knows I'm not going to agree with that. I like Buckshot Kid saying if this was AEW, they would say it's our thousandth episode, but it would really be 658 <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Well, <laughs> since TK is a big lawyer, I mean, yeah, they probably would. I don't, yeah, obviously, I don't think he was lying. He was probably told something and believed it and hoped it, you know, but that's the thing. You shouldn't, oh, well, maybe At you just shouldn't get, Ospreay. yeah, you, I was going to say, but you shouldn't get tattoos about it in any case. Oh, wow. Jesus. 
if you ever if you ever weren't sure if that kid was fucking dumb then now we can remove all doubt all doubt and especially the part about him saying how he really didn't want to get a tattoo because his mother hates tattoos (laughs) yeah at least you can laugh about it right he's laughing because it's the insane laugh it's like the, <laughs> yeah. it's like the joker's laugh it, <laughs> yeah. i swear i would have gone up to tk you lying piece of shit but uh yeah. <laughs> thank god he I'm has nobody break. to blame but himself it, it's, you, should, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be doing stupid shit like that you know that's a, that, unless this was this is not one of those um uh who oh who was it um Idris Anofe, where he gets the fake <laughs> tattoo and everybody buys it, and Big Ray's still mad about it this to this day because he got worked by it and he cusses the kid out every time we do uh, NXT. But uh, oh, is that the kid who got the uh, WWE tattoo trying to be a fake thing? Trying to be a fake. Yeah, thing? yeah. He was he was trying to get everybody to believe. I think I think his point was that um, you know the dirt sheets report all this stuff and you shouldn't be listening to him. I think that was kind of his. Which, which is honestly no different than what the like the WWE top brass do and they like filter out fake stories to see who the mole is. Right. Yeah, but Which, they can never find the real moles though. That's the problem. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sorry. Like Paul Heyman is still talking so? to Come on. Um Interesting. Yeah, so so anyway, that's uh neither here nor there. I was just wondering what your guys thoughts were on the whole see on the, the 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 ongoing debate especially because of well speaking of al snow you know he and uh russo go back and forth on the topic of you know whether wrestling is a television show as vince russo says because it has to be for him otherwise his existence is not justified or if it's a commercial for the live event which is what it actually is and what al snow says it is the whole idea is it's a live event business if you doubt that it's a live event business i'm sure you're all going on peacock and watching all your favorite thunderdome matches and empty arena wrestlemanias and all this other stuff because you know that was everybody's favorite time in wrestling because it's a tv show right so um we we all enjoy that very much but regardless it's an interesting debate when you're talking about uh you know trying to trying to put it in the same league of things like the simpsons or anything else uh that have gone on for 30 plus years um and are clearly uh fictional shows created by teams of people and stuff like that and not uh, dressed up carnies (laughs) so um any other uh, news going on lately jimmy you're a news guy you like to talk about the current uh stuff uh at the top of all your shows we just had a, a very fresh and recent uh live monday locker room because ben was not on this morning so he probably talked about some things but uh i don't know anything that's uh, on your mind that you'd like to discuss well i did report some news actually on the pwc discussion group and on hamin media discussion group group and um yeah group but uh, apparently jade cargill is actually at the performance center today according to pw insider which i find interesting so she's already um i don't know if they're going to try to fast track her or whatnot but she's there to train so i mean good luck to her and as far as seeing punk i heard that he's not going to sue tony khan whatever that means i have no idea so i don't know if that's because i don't know why i mean i'm surprised he would say that 
But um, apparently he's got a 90-day no-compete clause, and that means he won't be making it to to Survivor Series. And apparently his, his non-compete clause comes up in December. But that's mm. just rumor, so I'm not sure. But as far as any more news, I haven't seen anything more significant, man. For some reason, Randy Orton was trending earlier. Not sure why. Um, I guess it's time for him. Oh, I think it's his... Is it 25 years of Randy Orton at this point? Some sort of fucking anniversary, man. But other than that... We're not quite there yet. <laughs> it's not? Is it 20 years? Or we're I'm, pretty sure, that? I'm pretty sure at this point, it'd probably he be did. technically like 21 years. Yes, yeah, something like yeah that. he debuted in 02. Yeah, they're not, they're yeah. not going to count before that, so... True. Well, no one he signed, and he was at OVW, right? I don't know what the year that was. Nobody does. <laughs> True, that's a good point. Yeah, I think that's... Other than that, man, I haven't seen... Um, Oh, well, apparently there's going to be a PLE in my neck of the woods right before uh, or between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Apparently they're going to announce it any day now. And it's going to be in Perth, which is on the west coast of Australia. Could be Elimination Chamber. I have no clue. But there's a new stadium there that holds 70K. It's a nice stadium. And apparently they're going to do a show there. So I'm still contemplating if I should drive there or or catch a plane because it takes a while to get there. Oh. Well, whatever's easiest for you. Uh, <laughs> how about uh, so that seventy thousand seat stadium? What do you think? Um, like, what, what was that basically built for? Rugby? No, nah, see, <laughs> not rugby. Australian <laughs> rules football, as a matter Australian of fact. Australian rules football. Not rugby. Sorry, it's yeah, not it's rugby. Pretty much rugby. And it's cricket. Rugby. It's, it's an rugby. oval. And cr- but it's a and cricket. I hate cricket, dude. I f- don't even get me started. Cricket to me is the worst sport on this planet. But uh. But Australian rules football is a great sport. As a matter of fact, you guys should check it out. Pat McAfee is a big fan of it too, man. Okay. Yeah, he actually so. makes a lot of appearances on Australian radio to talk Australian football. It's kind of weird. All right. So, what do you think? What, what, what do you think the uh, What do you think the figures are going to be? What is Will Osprey going to have to get tattooed on <laughs> if he if he wants to uh, well, if he wants to be a part of that show? I think, look, the last PLE they did here, I went to, which was in my neck of the woods, literally in my state, in my city, in Melbourne, which is on the East Coast. But um, that fits 100,000 people, that stadium. And they announced 72,000. So to, thank you, Buckshot. Absolutely is spot on. And um, anyway, yeah, that, that holds just over 100,000. They announced 72,000. So realistically, it was probably 68, maybe 65,000. So, yeah, I think, but over there, because they've never done anything like that before, every time they've done a pay-per-view or PLE here, it's always been in Melbourne, where I'm from. Never anywhere else. Even TVs, they've been done here for whatever reason. But now they're going to the West Coast. I think it will be pretty packed, dude. I I truly think it will get close to a sellout. Absolutely. It's a beautiful stadium, man. It's brand new. It looks nice. It's beautiful weather, but it's the most isolated city in the world man mm. that's the mm. only thing which surprises me because there's no direct flights to get to Perth you'd have to get off at either Melbourne airport or Sydney because that's the direct flights from the US from LAX and then catch another plane to Perth wow. that's odd you'd think they'd put like a bigger stadium like that like in a much more accessible easier to get to area yeah, I'm surprised too, man. It's a beautiful city, don't get me wrong, but like, yeah, it kind of makes it hard for everybody because really all the real wrestling fans are on the East Coast, man. I'm not saying there isn't any on the West, 
But I'm just saying, the East Coast is where most of the population really live. And on the West, there's just one big state that goes literally from North to South. And then you've got Perth <laughs> in that sort of state. So, look, Perth has become a lot better. The weather's gorgeous. It's always hot pretty much all year round. And I think, look, it's different, that's for sure. But I don't know. It's just weird. I guess the government won out because the government was bidding. When I say the government, I'm talking about the local government. They bidded for this PLE, whatever it's going to be, and they won it. So, And Rhea Ripley is here in Australia too with Buddy Matthews. And I find it funny because she went to an Australian Rules football game and she dressed so like underdressed. I mean, she was wearing ripped tracky pants, like tracksuit pants, no makeup. You wouldn't even, you'd know it's her, but she tried to bum herself out so much. Probably not to get recognized, I guess. But yeah. I've noticed she comes back and forth here quite often. Yeah, well, home is home. Yeah, for um, sure, definitely. Yeah, well, that should be interesting. So keep your eyes on that for an. Also, you you definitely see that. Like, um, it, it's important to be able to do things like that. Obviously, that's one of the reasons why All In was a big deal, regardless of the actual number, uh, because you are already seeing what's happening here in the states. Everybody's seen it. You know, you you they they've seen the act. So take it somewhere else. And, you know, historically, TNA would have good successful stuff in the UK as well when they would go over there Mm -hmm. because they just don't that they don't have they don't get a lot of American pro wrestling. Europe has what it has there. You know, whatever promotions they have there, like Rev Pro, whatever, WXW, whatever. Yeah, whatever those things are there, they get that, and that's fine. But when the WWE comes to town or AEW comes to town or TNA comes to town, it's a bigger deal because they just haven't had it. Same reason they like, you know, the NFL games or anything else they don't get all the time. I mean, anything you don't get all the time, it feels like more of an event to you. So having those events like the Clash at the Castle or, you know, whatever, where you can go and... and, uh, get an audience that follows you on tv but hasn't got a chance to be there which again that's more toward that's more points towards the it's tv is a commercial for live events argument um and that's the sort of the proof right there that's the whole idea of it Um, absolutely i just find it really surprising that they would go all the way there but again the government's paid the money so it is what it is and what well they know we know that uh uh, Chris Winless says apparently WWE is going to be pushing their Australia more going into the upcoming show. Will Jimmy T be attending any? Okay, so he he's a little late. Chris Winless a little late. He didn't hear you say that you're thinking about it. So yeah, I'm definitely yes. thinking about it. I actually do want to go just because it's in Perth. It's something different. But um, yeah, I think I will go, man. I'm just contemplating how much it will cost to get there because it's actually quicker for me to go to New Zealand than to get to <laughs> Perth. That's how that's Jeez. how far it is, man. Yeah. I can believe that. Yeah, it is completely on the other side of the country from where I live, literally. Like, literally on the other side. So it's pretty pretty far. So that's why maybe I should catch a plane, but I can see the plane prices going way up. Yeah, uh, what the hell's up with that? Okay, so... Yeah, so Chris Willen asking, coming in asking questions. He's coming in hot. Uh, What are the odds WWUSC breaks into China with the Endeavor Venture? Uh, well, they do have that, uh, WWE does have that famous wrestler, um, Zhang Qina, but, uh, he's, he could be, uh, he, well, and he, he also, could be a big uh, 
Shane McMahon's China China business connections. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm just can speak Chinese. Yeah, I'm just yeah. That's what, that's, yeah so right. does The Rock. We seem to do it on TV once. Really? No, but Cena talks it fluently, <laughs> legitly. <laughs> I can believe Cena does. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, legitly. Whereas, you know, Rock, you'll be like, oh, change out. You'll do some stupid like that, right? So, anyway, I'll better not do it. But you get my drift. Sorry, Vet. Well, what do you, th- what do you think, Brandon? I mean, the, that's uh, certainly a possibility. I could definitely see that happening. And I could see them, and I could see the Endeavor board going above Vince to bring Shane on to make that happen. To bring Shane on. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that reminds me. The door's open for Stephanie to make it a, a comeback, too, by the way. Yeah, sure it is. Um, <laughs> Apparently. I, I just I just get sick and tired of hearing people use phrasing like trying to break in. The WWE is going to try to break into. Like like that that it's it's some kind like it's some kind of like a safe cracking operation or something like we gotta we gotta get into China guys. If I hear one more person say break into the Indian market, like I swear Ugh. I'm just gonna quit podcasting. Like there is no breaking in. They're already where they're going to be. The reason why people don't break into the market is because China does not have a history of professional wrestling. Okay. There are other places in the world that have a history of it. It's basically you have the European area, you have Japan, you have Mexico, and you have the United States. You know, and North, or you could just say North America, like all of North America, United States, Mexico, Canada, a lot of traditional history of pro wrestling. Europe has lots of tradition of pro wrestling, and Japan has lots of pro wrestling history. Believe it or not, the original WCW started here in Australia. <laughs> it was at one point the number two promotion in the world, but that's going back in the 60s yes, and 70s. Yeah, Jim Barnett did a lot hey, of Australia. So, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, Australia is big, but really you guys are just an offshoot of Europe. So that's let's, let's, let's be real. So uh, we're going mean... to count you there regardless. Okay, we don't have to get into a whole history <laughs> we lesson. Are, but we, we are on Eurovision after all. If anyone right. knows what that is, I don't yeah, know why, so, but whatever. Right. So, um, but the rest of the rest of that whole Southeast Asia and places like, um, you know, the, all the former Soviet Union countries and stuff, like, there's just Ooh, really no pro wrestling in that part of the world. There's never been like a history of it. It's never um, been part of their culture. Yeah, it just hasn't. That's and that's the reason. And it's not like there's none, and they tried to. Like, I know that SEMA with Oriental Wrestling Entertainment has tried to do things there. And I know there's, like, small Chinese promotions. And I know that China has seen WWE or whatever and had shows from WWE there. It's not like it's ne- no one's ever been there. Um, but it's just right. they just don't have the history of it. So I guess if the question is, are you going to try to start a history of it? Then I don't know. But it's it's generally, I guess... Pro wrestling is not looked upon like uh, with it doesn't have like a lot of respect. Let's say, no, I mean, the no, people, no. the people in that area are pretty much uh, they're very hard edged, you know, like in terms of like their mindset and stuff. People from Russia and people from China are very like serious. Like I, I think pro wrestling is comes off as a little bit ridiculous. Like they don't really, it, they don't really understand. They understand real fighting. <laughs> yeah, they don't have time for something as frivolous as wrestling in China. You know, it's it, that whole continent of Asia there is just it's just not into wrestling. I, I don't think so. 
you know, the WWE does have some presence there, but I just don't think it's really that. Well, well, the thing is, Vet, doesn't China ban everything that's like Western? Not if it'll make them money. Yeah, not really. I mean, they, 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 just like every other country, they have their level of propaganda that they want people to accept. Right. So, so it depends if it fits into their. So, you know, like if a, if a, if a movie comes out, you know, they, they may have to censor certain parts of it if the government doesn't want the people to, like, like a little bit out of touch, right? Because they know that the people can see whatever they really want to see. Um, but (laughs) can we get a clash in Beijing? Yeah, it's, (laughs) yeah, we can. Um, but are you gonna, are you gonna have to, uh, paper that house? Are you gonna have to, like, do like a do like a forty fifty sixty thousand seat papered house to get people. Is this going to be like collision in Korea, like where That's you have what to I'm saying. WWE drag WWE. everybody out of their houses and, and <laughs> yeah. WWE presents the Tiananmen Square massacre. Oh. Yeah, Pat. Oh, yeah. oh no, All that's right. awesome. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get dragged out of our houses. But anyway, so to answer your question, we don't know. Um, I guess that's the best way to say it. Uh, or can we get a Xi Jinping invitational tournament? I, think I could see could. that happening. I could definitely Lucky. see that happening. There's one thing we need. It's it's more wrestling tournaments. But I mean, oh, that to, realistically, that's what they would do. They, they Because, again, you, you would understand that, that sport format. If if wrestling could get to more, more of like... Uh, you know, if you could tone down the silliness... You know, I think there's something there, but, it, you know, in the future. But the WWE certainly isn't going to tone down the silliness, so. Well, funny um, you bring up the silliness, though, Vip, because I watched an old episode of Raw, for whatever reason, from 2002, last night. And no shit, from start to finish, it felt like a comedy show. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, like, from start to finish. And I've watched this episode from back then, but comparing it to now, it was literally just comedy all the way through. Yeah, because who was the head writer? Uh, at that time, I think Russo might have come back at that time, dude. No, nope. no. Good work. For us. Russo yeah, never did any work after he left the first time. He came back slightly for a short, short time, but got fired. He, he came He came in. back for a, like a meeting. Oh, well, yeah. He whatever the for case. a couple of weeks. Yes. Yeah, and Buckshot, you're right about the censorship. Although, they've eased up on the censorship now, man. It's all good. Yeah, nothing's you, been. Yeah, I'm gonna guess could work. Well, you have to be, you have to be much more strict for a prison colony island. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it was Brian Gewertz is what I was getting at. I just wanted to see if you guys knew. Um, but it's Brian Gewertz is you know if you if you remember everything from that time was just him taking Adam Sandler quotes from movies that he didn't think anybody would know and then putting them in people's promos and shit like that. The whole thing was a joke to him. And that's probably one of the reasons why they leaned into such silliness. And that's why The Rock continues to maintain him as an employee because, you know, he just, I guess he liked doing that. Edge and Christian like doing all that goofy stuff. No, but uh, everyone was a goof, man. Even the serious guys. It just felt like, and like Elizabeth says, yeah, Heyman was on SmackDown though at the time. This is Raw. Wasn't Jacob Israel even one of the writers at the time? I, I don't know. At one I just point, know that that's, he, at one point he was a writer, yes. Right, but I just know that, that if you were watching in 2002 and you thought, "Hey, this show has too much silliness on it," it's Brian Gewertz's fault. 
for sure. That's but see, why. back then, I guess I didn't think of it like that. But just going by it now, just watching back on it, I was like, wow. Everyone. Yeah. I mean, Booker T was trying to learn Japanese. Why? I couldn't tell you. Because that was funny to them. Haha, <laughs> 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 foreign like, language. It's so funny. Yeah. Other like, cultures oh, are funny and stupid. Ha ha ha. Look how stupid everyone is. Apparently, he had a shampoo <laughs> endorsement in Japan. Great fucking right. storytelling that is right there. Yes, it's it's amazing storytelling. <laughs> and also back then we didn't know like we didn't we didn't know every single wrestler's business and we didn't know everything that was backstage. We weren't so concerned with the things like everybody seems to be now. Everybody wants to talk about how many, you know, what the demo is and things like that. We we really Damn didn't nice. look at wrestling back then like that. We just I was looked looking at the show at the dirt at the yeah, time. Yeah, but I mean, is are you a normal wrestling fan, Jimmy? No, you're not. Well, you're yeah, obviously not. Of course not. You're not even real. So <laughs> you were an AI just... programmed just to be a wrestling. <laughs> to, you know. The fact that people think Australia doesn't exist legitimately blows my mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I kid you, you not. You can make people believe anything, except but, wrestling. You can't make them believe well, wrestling. That that would be true. the one thing. Sorry. Hey, you know Sorry. what? There's a lot of scientists now that are actually sort of pushing the wrestling narrative and how it's kind of like, you know, everyday life and politics and shit. I kid you not. Uh, Weird. My my brain can't even comprehend how stupid that is right now. <laughs> I kid I just, you not. I don't even want to have that conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I don't know. Anything else? Anybody else got anything? Brandon got anything else? Uh, anything catch your eye this week? No, not really. Did you smell of, what the rock of... was cooking? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a nice little surprise they had on that on that uh SmackDown. Yeah, and it yeah. popped a big rating actually, guys. <laughs> yeah, it almost got into the mid twos. Well it's yeah, so look, great. It wasn't big, big, you know, but it was up thirty two percent. I mean that's a good thing. I mean the rock did something. Hey, the rock that nobody knew right, was gonna I mean, be there. Yeah, yeah. I'm see, sure that's, that's the thing. He was on Pat McAfee's podcast, man, beforehand. And what would he be doing in Denver? I mean, to me, that was a giveaway. But that's just me. Yeah, I know. I, I know that uh, everybody just watched Pat McAfee's thing and just immediately tuned to SmackDown because they assumed The Rock would be <laughs> there, and that's why they still can't crack a three. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It, it, fuck. Anyway, TV ratings. Psh, what does that mean? This is 2023, okay? TV ratings yeah. don't mean shit. Yeah, pal. Just ask Impact, all right? Which we'll get to. Um, wow. So, uh, uh, but but Brandon has a. Uh, do you have a? Do you have any punch ups this week? I do. I have the one for eight thirty one. Okay, so now if you're not familiar with this segment, what we do here, Jimmy, I don't know if you've seen this, but. What Brandon will do is he will take uh, the previous week's impact and make some changes that could be beneficial to the overall show. Like, we have many head-shaking moments, uh, but rather than mm. just sit around and do nothing about it and complain, uh, you know, Brandon has taken a proactive approach into, like, a little bit of nip-tuck on these things and uh, to see if he can you know, perhaps uh, salvage some of these ideas and turn them into something a little bit more uh, uh, palatable for the audience. So, um, that sounds interesting, actually. I like the concept. 
Yes. So now you will see me closing my eyes during this segment, but <laughs> while the chat sometimes think I'm just going to sleep, the actu in actuality, I am I am closing my eyes to concentrate and visualize everything <laughs> that Brandon is saying so that I can better understand it. So don't be fooled uh, by my facial expression during this. All right. I'm, I'm well aware and I continue to make comments throughout. So be interesting. I'm pumped. Let's do it. All right. Let's get into it. All right, so this is going to be a touch-up of the August 31st, 2023 edition of Impact Wrestling. Let me go ahead and open it up with our recap catch-up packet. Catch and go to, in, go to intro <laughs> and pyro and ballyhoo. And go to the announce table where they go over, uh, talk about what's been going on on the show recently. And then we open it with an in-ring of Josh Alexander, get his music and entrance. And then what he said to Alex Shelley Later in the night, he actually says in this promo before he gets cut off by Steve Macklin. And then Macklin cuts his promo saying what he said in the pre-tape. He says it instead he says it in front of the crowd and right to Josh. And then Alex Shelley comes out visibly agitated by the fact he gets no music and entrance, whereas Macklin and Josh Alexander did. Shelley suggests that Alexander and Macklin fight to determine number one contender. Santino comes out to make the match for Victory Road. And then everyone heads to the back while a masked man hits the ring and attacks Josh before we go to our first commercial break. Oh, that masked man is going to be fired immediately. Um, we can't be having people get attacked backstage. So oh, no. the first, the, so if I would now, if I were like co writing or producing this show here, this is where I would say, okay, let's make sure that uh, Macklin doesn't get a music and entrance. He just needs to just walk out there interrupting. So it seems more spontaneous and everything. Because we're going to see, when we start talking about Impact 1000, how ridiculous it is when you hit everybody's music 20 times in a row. Yeah, okay? So <laughs> there you go. Um, there been any moose sighting? Not nearly enough. All right. So Not that would enough. be my note for that. Oh, and you fire the mask guy. All right, and then we go to our first commercial break. Come back to backstage where Josh Alexander is getting looked at by trainers while Santino stands by. Alexander isn't injured, is not injured, and they discuss who it might have been, and they suggest somebody from the scumbags. Mm -hmm. We go to our first match, Knockouts Battle Royal for the number one contender. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, for the... For Jimmy, the scumbags were Bully Ray, Moose, <laughs> um, Leo Rush, and Brian Myers. Brian Myers. Oh, okay, definitely so scumbags. That, yeah, they, they're they're trying. They were trying to get that name over. Yeah. <laughs> really? But Bully, yeah. yeah, Bully wanted that. So all right. So then everybody's already. And then we go to our first match of the Knockout Battle Royal. Everybody's already in the ring. Known entrances. And the match goes like it does on the show with Alicia over when she does after she hides under the ring. They go to the Jordan Grace package and then come back yeah, to the back. go to the Jordan Grace package. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go back to backstage where Eddie Edwards and Alicia have the same promo they have on the show, except it comes off a lot more spontaneous, like it's Eddie meeting her backstage. Like as she comes through the curtain and then they cut it into the camera. Okay, I like that. And then match number two, Crazy Steve versus Mike Bailey. And it goes exactly like it does on the show with Black Taurus running out in the whole DQ with the refusing to take the thumbs out of the eyes. <laughs> and before we go to our second commercial break, 
come back with the Will Ospreay package, go to backstage with Moose Myers and Edwards, where they goes just like it does on the show, where they end up kicking Bully out of the group because he basically brought the uh, specter or the shadow of PCO on them. They don't want none of that. So, <laughs> oh, and he also abandoned them twice to go take to uh, fight PCO. So, like, yeah, we're done. And then we go to match number three, Khan with Diener versus Eric Young. Khan music and entrance, Eric Young music and entrance. Match goes the same as it does on the show, except a lot more decisively with Eric Young going over because the design is just dead and buried. So let's go ahead and just <laughs> finish that off. Just put him out yeah. of the misery, right? Yeah. And j- just in case anybody's wondering, because there's a lot of cons in wrestling, this one is K-O-N. It's a former Connor from the Ascension. That, <laughs> that con. It's not... It's not like a Tony or a yeah, Nick. Like Constantine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. But with a K. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So so he's so thing. he's yeah, it's Constantine with a K. So he's from the that Russian area and they, they, they don't <laughs> like pro wrestling. All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, and then we go to a backstage segment with PCO and Bully Ray that goes just like it did on the show with uh, bully trying to reach through, trying to get through to PCO, remind him who he really is. He's not this monster. He's really Carl Ouellette. <laughs> and you go to a, a backstage segment with Motor City Machine Guns and Josh Alexander. We're basically like the part where like Josh Alexander says his part to Alex. That part was actually done in the ring earlier. So then now backstage, Shelly says what he needs to say to Josh. And it basically goes from there. Same from there. And we go to our third commercial break. Come back to a backstage promo with Leo Rush that goes the same way as it does on the show. Then we cut to an interview with Diana and Gia that goes the same way as it does on the show. Match number four, Chris Saban versus Zachary Wentz. I forgot to mention, too, during the Motor City Machine Guns Josh Alexander segment, the Rascals show up and they start some shit with the Motor City Machine Guns that gets... Um, to get physical, yes, yeah. it does okay. not. No, it sets up oh, the okay. uh, yeah, it sets up the save and wins match. I was gonna say, we're gonna have to hand out some firings. <laughs> I'm not so sure we won't have to suspend Bully and PCO because he traps his arm in that door there. And that's, I don't, I think that PCO should fear for his life if he has one. I don't know, it, and, it really, uh, I don't know, I think it really only matters if Scott to more fears for his life. Mm. Well, you got to think about all the production people and everybody <laughs> in the arena, they shouldn't have to come to work. Uh, to feel like they're in danger, you know? <laughs> See, then that match goes like it does on the show with Chris Saban up. And we get a pre-tape. Spear, jackhammer, one, two, three. Yep. Oh, yeah. Less, <laughs> less than five minutes. Mm-hmm. Then we go to the same pre-tape with the ABCs that we had on the show. Go to uh, backstage segment with Santino and Subculture that goes like it does on the show to set up Subculture versus Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan. Right now, Jimmy's brain is like, who, 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 who? I know who who they are, don't worry. (laughs) You know who the ABC is? No, I don't know who ABC is. Who the hell's ABC? That's Chris Chris Bay and Ace Austin. They're basically, Uh yeah, they're basically the impact. They're they're legit members of the Bullet Club, but they're like the impact. Oh, yeah, I knew that. I knew that, actually. Ace Austin's a more recent inclusion of the Bullet Club, right? I want to say earlier this year, like the very beginning of the year. It was, it was during this it was during the super uh junior tournament yeah yeah okay I, I, best I'll of do, super I'll juniors he, he joined at the end i think the abcs there's a lot of abcs in the bullet clubs if you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's ocs as well just quietly we need to know <laughs> in this mm-hmm. <laughs> just saying sorry brandon continue it's all good 
And we come back from commercial, go into an in-ring with Kenny King and Sheldon Jean that goes the same way as it does on the show with Tommy Dreamer showing up and cutting his usual emotional promo where he gets way too personal and real. So you leave that in, that he gets too personal and real, you're not going to tell him to tone it down. Oh, I mean, tone it down, but like... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Dreamer, we're tired of your sensitive bullshit. Uh, just get to the damn point. I mean, it's okay. I mean, it's okay to draw upon and use some examples, but like turning it into a great big sob story, it's like let's let's, let's scale that back. <laughs> okay. Okay. Let's see where are we at. And then we go to match number five: Jonathan Gresham versus Laredo Kid. Laredo Kid music and entrance. Jonathan Gresham music and entrance. A bad call by the ref leads to. Uh, Laredo Kid going over. Gresham snaps and turns heel and attacks Laredo Kid after the match. Oh my God! We got to fire Jonathan Gresham now. <laughs> Can't do that. I mean, he didn't win fair and square, but he doesn't deserve to fear for his life. <laughs> Remember the coughing bit. The coughing. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. And then we follow that up with the awesome Kong package and then a backstage segment with Gail Kim where she cuts a promo saying that she will team with Kong as part of the five-on-five knockouts tag team match at the Impact 1000 episode. And we go backstage where we find Josh Alexander laid out. Somebody finds him and they call for help before we go to our fifth and final commercial break. Wait, Josh Alexander laid out again? Damn. We only got two weeks of the pay-per-view, man. <laughs> oh, so you, so you lay him out twice? Okay. All right. Well, he, I mean, it's Josh Alexander. I mean, he's Canadian. Come on. He, and he's the walking weapon, too. He's like, come on. Yeah. He's got the more boy. You got you to gotta do a little bit more than one attack on a show. Gotcha. All right. And then we come back from commercial with a New Japan hype package. And we go to backstage with Josh Alexander and the trainers. Santino enters and he says the security footage shows it was the same masked man who attacked him earlier. They still don't have any leads. Damn. Was it cut- Should be easy. Just fire anybody that has a mask. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Laredo kid. <laughs> uh, no. And then we go to the announce table where they hype next week's show, run down current victory road card, and talk about Alexander's mystery attacker. And then our final match, a six-man tag. Moose, Myers, and Eddie Edwards against Frankie Kazarian, Jake something, and Sonata. And the match goes like it does on the show, except this time we have the heels up after Dango and Bravo interfere and attack Jake something. (laughs) Because they did that whole teaser. They saw him watching the match and they didn't do anything. Like, Chekhov's gun. We gotta fire it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Who gets shot? Does anyone get shot? Mm-hmm. Um, so then we well, go they're, off. Yep, they're getting so then, fired for attacking somebody during a, <laughs> a match that they weren't involved in. That's for sure. And then we go off the air with heels over strong and announcers questioning if one of them is the one attacking Alexander. Hmm. Okay. So there you go. A, a cliffhanger. Are you going to tune in next week to find out who attacked Josh Alexander? If only um, we, could, we could do some artistic sort of uh, videos, <laughs> like of this yeah. happening. Oh yeah, this cool. uh, the, the sketches. 
Yeah, like a sketch, yeah. like, like like South Park sort of sketches, if you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> it would look pretty funny, but anyway. But yeah, yeah. where this is going to end up going, where that story is going to end up going was on the next Impact, which was the go-home show for Victory Road, Leo Rush would come up to Alexander and say, it's actually Sabin and Shelly working together, switching the hood around. Ooh. They'd, they'd initially brush that off because like, oh, you're just trying to start shit and you got, and you're trying to get in our heads. Well, that may be his intention. He's absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I see, so it's it's the scream thing. There's actually two killers. (laughs) There's two ghost faces. And they're pointing. Yeah, and they're pointing. That's how we should have (laughs) known. Yeah. Yeah, it would be, and basically the motivation would be Shelly doesn't want to deal with, doesn't want to face Alexander at full strength because he knows he can't beat, he's never beat, he's been beaten by Alexander, but he knows he can beat Macklin, so he's trying to weaken him up for Macklin to hopefully beat him. All right. And then I it would end up. The logic there. Yep. And then it would lead to eventually like Leo kind of being a reluctant baby face team with Alexander because now they're pissed at him for opening his mouth. So they, so the Shelly and Sabin <laughs> try to go after him. So Shelly, uh, not Shelly, uh, Leo and Alexander, Russian Alexander, find themselves at like, well, we don't like each other. We kind of need each other right now. Right, a lot of political intrigue. A lot of people that would be fired under my watch. <laughs> Does Tommy Jim get fired? F- yeah. Oh, definitely. He'll just fire him <laughs> right away. Um, for not 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 for uh, you know attacking anybody backstage, but just for crying all the time. Like <laughs> oh, we don't God. need this. Like you're bringing everybody's morale down. Get, get out of here. And since when did the digital media championship, whatever it was, become a thing? Uh, two years ago, I believe. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. I never noticed it's been it. that long already. Wow. <laughs> shit. I never really noticed until Tommy Jima. No shit. And that's something they could have actually done something kind of special and unique with, and they dropped the ball so hard. But, but, but why the digital media championship? What does that even mean? Basically, it's kind of like TV, like the TV title, but for like uh, online for content, like yeah, for like <laughs> YouTube, Twitter, uh, uh, just their online content. Okay, I which not on paper, not a bad concept or idea, but the, the execution has to be precise. Right, Impact can't claim that they're on television, right? So they have to come up with something. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it is access TV, right? I mean, shit. Like I said, that period, they can't like, claim they're on television. <laughs> Remember that period in between Fox Sports and that and Spike where they ex- aired exclusively like on their website? On pay-per-view, I think it was like five bucks a show to watch it every week before they well, went on Fox Sports. That was before. Yeah, that was that was the actual pay-per-view area. Yeah, it was like ten bucks a week for, oh, okay, for a right, show. That's yeah. it. You're talking about and, after that, you mean? Yeah, and then like they okay. got the Fox Sports Net shows on aired right. like on Friday afternoons, and then they phased out the weekly pay per views and went to a monthly pay per view format. I mean, who would be crazy enough to pay for a weekly pay per view, man? I know they had no TV yet at the time, but that's just crazy, man. I, the way Jeff Jarrett explained it was the mentality was like, okay, like a pay per view, like an actual like monthly pay per view, costs you forty bucks. Right. Okay, so let's split that up ten bucks a week, and we'll do like one a week. I wonder how that worked out, right? Yeah, they thought no, they, one, they, no one knows. At the beginning, they thought they were doing well, but it turned out the dude was intentionally lying to them about the numbers. <laughs> By how much? By a lot? A lot, like to the point where wow. they had they almost went out of business. Wow. 
mean, and that was the first of many times that TNA almost went out of business. Man, you just get it. Get it, damn it. Yeah, it'll never die. It just feels like it'll never go away. I mean, at this point. Yeah. No, it's not, it it's not going anywhere. But you got to think, like, back in 2002, if you were to go on your cable box guide and, like, if you go to a pay-per-view channel and you see the letters TNA, you probably think you're ordering a porn and it's only oh, going to cost you 10 bucks. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh shit, 10 bucks. That's a deal. Most of these things are like 20, 30. So you order it and then you're like, oh, the, the, most of these women have clothes on. There's a bunch of guys. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll try it. I'll, I'll try jerking off to it. We'll see. And then, um, a midget, a beaten off in a trash can. <laughs> that's right. So, uh, well, at least those girls on poles, right? At the time. Yeah, they were they cage some dances, of that, yes. You know. Yeah, cage dances, even worse. So that that's I'm gonna just say that that's like an unspoken thing that they probably talked about that they've never talked about because that would be embarrassing to talk about. But they would have to say like, yeah, we have to trick people into thinking they're buying porn on on cable to get to watch this. You know what's funny, Vet? I wouldn't be surprised if that was the actual concept with Jeff Jarrett. I'm telling you, turn on yeah. the ass, pal. Yeah, no, that they'll, was, just, that was, they'll say anything but that, but that's the real yeah. reason. That was kind of the mentality. That was actually the mentality of the TNA, like naming was like, well, all right, it's going to be a very adult oriented. It's going to be on pay per view. All right, TNA. And if anybody asks what it means, total nonstop action. Yep. Hmm. Worst name in professional wrestling history, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously they agree because it's not called that today. In our 1,000th episode, which we should probably get to, let's get to the Impact 1000, and I guess next week, 1001, because they <laughs> taped this, but they're still going to use it for multiple weeks. So, uh, is it is it always going to be the is it going to be the 1,000th episode three times, or are they just going to stop talking about it next week? We'll see. It's episode uh, 1,000B. 1,000B, oh, right? 1,000B. Right. Yeah, they won't have to worry about the history of this, like, because it's not going to make it another thousand. Like, well, you know, if you guys know what the ratings were, right. no, you should tell you how much one. Right, you should tell you what what one thousand means to the to the viewers. Right. Well, do you know what those ratings were, Jimmy? Do you have those numbers for the people? It was down from oh. last week. <laughs> it was down, and it was only like a hundred thousand and something. Well, that's good numbers for them. Oh my God, I mean, there's YouTube people out there, creators. That actually get more viewers. Heck, Stephen Richards gets more viewers for for his show right now, dude. His yeah, Nia Jax video got more viewers than this show. Yeah. Well, again, you have to um, you have to be realistic and fair when you're talking about this. Like, first of all, uh, already besides everything else we've said and made fun of about this company and its history and everything, like it has fallen way off. Okay. Then, as Brandon mentioned, they're on Access Television, which I have the largest uh, multimedia provider in the world, and they don't carry Access in my area. Really? So I can't watch it legitimately regardless. Okay? So that right there hurts. Um, then there's the fact that, you know, like, let's face it, whatever 100,000 ratings they do, I, I say this all the time, we're to, even it is, whether it doesn't matter if it's impact or whether it's like rampage or collision that also have like numbers in the low hundred thousands or whatever, the only people that are actually doing those numbers, it's just old people that have fallen asleep in front of the TV before, mm. you know, after dinner 
and they when you when you hear like the ratings break down like by the quarter hours of like these shows like collision the quarter hour breakdowns it's not like people are actually paying attention to the show it's that's who's waking up from falling asleep and turning the tv off like oh this is still on let me turn it off that's where you're getting your numbers it's not somebody saying oh my goodness i'm not gonna watch this match with uh you know el gringo loco it's because (laughs) it's just people that have fallen asleep in front of the tv then they woke up turn it off and went to bed that's that's where the quarter hour breakdowns are coming from these shows okay so don't read too much into tv ratings more people are watching this stuff on the internet and youtube impact has their own youtube channel and they have plenty of subscribers and the the people watch pay-per-views on there for like you know whatever it costs part of the impact plus app deal or whatever so people more people are watching it that's why the digital media championship is an apt championship to represent those people but Whoever's watching Impact, it's on the internet. It's not that hundred thousand people that fell asleep after dinner, like they woke up in their with their face in their you know TV <laughs> dinner tray full of peas and mashed potatoes. Okay, yeah. Oh man, I'm not gonna lie. I actually fell asleep halfway through and then woke up instead of turning it off. I kid you not. And then rewatched it. Oh yeah, yeah. And then so, uh, well, Ross that doesn't started. count as a view, pal. <laughs> God damn it, pal. Yeah, so that's basically it. The media is offended that I was talking about old people falling asleep in the front of TV. Well, if the shoe fits. Anyway, the shoe is fit 1,000 times for uh, whatever this company is called these days. And we start off with a very nice, uh, like all kidding aside, a very nice recap showing like a lot of moments, a lot of past wrestlers. When you see it laid out in front of you like that, it's like all these people worked here and you're at the pretty much lowest point you've ever been. That's pretty impressive. It's very impressive. <laughs> very, very impressive, as a matter of fact. It's very ha- impressive that they lost everyone. Mm-hmm. I had to laugh at the fact they kept in it. They didn't have anything of Ken Anderson or Pope, but they had a mm. Pac-Man Jones clip in there. Pac-Man Jones. Remember those days? God damn it. <laughs> yep. Wasn't he truth. recently arrested or something? So that's very Again? relevant. Again? I think so. You, you guys didn't hear about that? Nope. No. Wow. Really? Well... You guys need to internet harder then. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go look right Have now. Have you guys tried internetting? Uh, is that about new Pac-Man? Concept? Yeah. Pac-Man the sure. game. And they said it was no. <laughs> no, they said no, they said Adam Jones, former TNA uh, tag team oh, champion. Yeah. All right. Yeah, go ahead. There's your news. I didn't think we need to cover it cuz this is kind of a couple weeks ago, but what do you do? Ah, take a looky. I liked Pac-Man As, Jones just quietly. You said what? You like? I him? actually liked pa- at the time. He was, just, he was just at, yeah, he was just acting erratic and like just acting like a over-the-top diva at the on, <laughs> before a flight took off, like disruptive, oh, and they so took I'm him crack, off. In other yeah. words, yeah, he was just acting nuts. <laughs> Man. Jesus Christ! Yeah, I said like, what was it? Uh, he, excuse uh, me. He, Mr. Jones was complaining about his USB chargers port not working. He unbuckled his seatbelt. His behavior caused annoyance and alarm to other passengers. He interrupted flight operations. He was given one last opportunity to settle down, and that after they had taken off, they would address his problems. He remained argumentative, and both flight attendants could smell a strong odor of alcohol on his person. 
Cops Damn. tried to de-escalate. He continued to be argumentative and combative. Documents state that while in the presence of an officer, Jones said, wait, I'm going to get you, and that's not a threat. It's a promise. What's he going to do? Yeah, yeah, and then he was arrested as soon as he got off the plane. <laughs> <It's> a... <laughs> Damn. I think that's pretty bad. I mean, over a so, USB charger? This this is a TNA champion, guys. You have a little more respect for him than that? Like, TNA he got arrested for that? Champion. Bully Ray hit assault. PCO with a car. He didn't get arrested. <laughs> Come on. What about Jungle? Hit him with a car, set him on fire. Right. Yeah. And they're just like, hey, Bully, he's still alive. You're not getting out of your match. Jesus Christ. Wowee, man. I mean, All right. geez, no, no, that's he no soul getting hit by a car. Yeah, but well, he sold it a little while. For a little bit. Till, then... till the camera was back on him. Somehow he knew. <laughs> he knew to sit up when the camera was back there. All right, look. Let's let's get into this, okay? Let's because th this this part. Oh man, this is the best part. Thirty minutes, huh? Scott Scott Demore gets in the ring. So already you're like, well, I think I could probably fall asleep in my mashed potatoes. <laughs> and then uh, he introduces Gail Kim. And then uh, she pitches to another package about the knockouts here, a much shorter package than the one we got. Um, hey. Yeah. <laughs> I said shorter, not, you know, it's, it's not too small, it's too thin. I mean, knockouts. Uh, yeah. And then and then this will thicken your package. Uh, the beautiful people came out, all right? Oh, boy. The real ones, not Madison Rain, you know. <laughs> Not the escaped, not the escaped baboon from the zoo, but the actual original beautiful people. The OGs. Mm-hmm. And packages um, and pigeons were flying everywhere. Yep, <laughs> let the pigeons loose. No one was there to yeah. say that. Uh, the cameraman okay. almost didn't get. Uh, clearly, this cameraman never worked during the beautiful people era because even after, yeah, even after Velvet <laughs> pointed, he still almost didn't make it back around. So, anyway. Oh, yeah, so they they did stuff, and then uh, the Shantourage came out. You know, remember all these get full music and entrance. Like we had, all we had them. a full beautiful people entrance, which takes like about three minutes or whatever. And then the, the, so like Gail and and Scott are just standing there with you know their dicks in their hand, and then uh, <laughs> then then jo Jordan Grace comes out. Okay, speaking of that, and then you know what? Like have, first, and I got thinking too, like the promo that Shaw uh, cut, that would have been perfect for her to cut on the way to the ring with no music. And then when she got to the ring, then you start doing the digs. Yeah. <laughs> Does Jordan Grace have one though in this case? Because you know her her voice has gotten a lot deeper since. Right. It's just saying. There's a lot of there's a lot of jokes that I'm not gonna make here. Let's just leave it up to people's imaginations. Ben Espinosa says, This was awesome to see Velvet Sky and Angelina Love are the best. Fun fact, Velvet Sky is from Connecticut, which is very interesting to me. I guess he's insinuating that the WWE is headquartered in Connecticut. Uh, but uh, that's a good insight. So I guess that I guess that is interesting. But I will also just say that anybody would look at Velvet Sky from there and be like, bah, too old. So, you know, it's very unfortunate. I don't think so. I I'd bring Velvet Sky in for anything, but but whatever. Yeah, I did I do love the original Beautiful People. That's why Me I too. made sure to make it a point to say it was them and not the fake beautiful person that they added later, which ruined it. The paper um, the paper bag gimmick was a great idea. I don't know who came up with that, but that was brilliant. Yeah, I don't know. I know Russo had a lot to do with that, so credit credit to the him and them and everything. I, I did 
I did enjoy that, but, you know, we're not getting too, too much of that. We're getting more of a parade of people with music and entrances, uh, which we're not done. Deanna Barazzo has to come out, too. Okay, so <laughs> let's let's get all that in. And then, and then Trinity comes out. And then by the time that Awesome Kong and Raisha Saeed come out, it's already 20 minutes into the show. Okay, so we've all we've had is people doing a full entrance and getting to say one thing before someone else's music hits. I'm pretty sure there's a commercial break in there too. There was. Yes, they. Well, I. That's my next note. I had that written down here. Um, they go to break in Awesome Kong's entrance. Oh yeah, like you're right. In the right. middle of her entrance, they go to break. And I was popping for Kong, man. And then I had to do that. You're so yeah. That was spot on. That's a that's a WWE move right there. Going to break in the middle of someone's fucking entrance. You know, <laughs> if you're gonna try to be like them, don't be like them in that way. Um, yeah, no, don't. Just so we come back from break, and then Saeed's doing a promo, and then uh, she's interrupted by Tasha Steeles, who uh, gets a babyface reaction from everybody, and then proceeds to, in her promo, join the heel team of, ten, of a ten ten woman tag. <sighs> It's like I'm back and I'm I'm gonna kick everybody's ass and everybody loves me and I'm with the heels. I'm with the heels. <laughs> um and then Mickey James comes out, so yet another music at entrance. Um and uh she joins the face team. So you know we get 30 minutes of women joining teams that it didn't even sound like they they start out trying to do this, you know. It, it, like a team for what most people in the audience everybody in the audience is probably like a, a team of what what are you talking about because some of them probably right. can't hear if the announcers are talking about upcoming matches or anything like that so they're just sitting there seeing this and it, it's not even until you know i don't even know if anybody even mentioned joining a team before tasha Steeles did so elizabeth's comment was funny because that's what i was thinking too I'm not going to lie. What about her hair going gray as she watched it? No, or? no, she was hallucinating about uh, having a Puerto Rican flag. Well, um, you know, I, I think she's talking about steel. I know, she's a I know she's Puerto Rican. Well, yeah, she's Boricua. I haven't seen her in years until this show, man. She Neither are we. Good for age. Well, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um. So yeah. Um. So there you go. I I don't. Uh, I don't know if we needed all of this, but um, I'll be interested to see how Brandon rewrites it. Brandon, uh, uh, what'd you think of this opening segment? And um, are you indeed going to do a lot of heavy editing? Yeah, this is going to need a lot of heavy editing because apparently this segment was sponsored by the Hooks and they couldn't stop talking about my generation. Uh, oh, true. They were talking about that too. As a matter of fact, it's good. Man, the only people that the only the only people that are going to get that reference are watching Access TV on <laughs> on, on a Thursday night. They wow. probably just fell asleep during a Who concert and left it on for Impact. <laughs> but yeah, like it just felt like there was no effort put into like this segment. I was like, all right, you go out there and say like you're the best and you're better than everybody else and you're that's your generation all right you go out next and do the same thing you go out next and do the same thing like yeah this is weird even though it was cool there was a lot of cool moments per yeah se. I mean, yeah cool seeing kongs cool right. seeing kim cool seeing the beautiful people but it's like uh, uh and that's how you use them yeah, that is weird man uh, like i said but why like so wait what is it and eight 
How many? How many have we ten. got aside? Five on so five. So ten. Five on five. Why? Oh yeah, true. The perfect ten. Ten chicks, but but why? Like I said, it's going to be a clusterfuck next week. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And why mm-hmm. do we need so many? I mean. Oh, whatever, man. I guess because we got to get everybody a payday, Jimmy. Come on. Well, I was going to say that if that gets them a payday, then I'm all for it. But come on, man. I mean, this doesn't even make sense. It would have been better if it was a little rumble or something. I mean, why not, Dad? I mean, that would have been, been a way better idea. A knockout gauntlet for the gold. Yeah. I mean, I mean if you're going to have everybody's entrance for 30 minutes, you might as well why do not? a rumble. Yeah, and then they come out every like two minutes, I guess, something like that. I mean, seriously. Right. And, been... and, and and there's the anticipation of, oh, who's it going to be? Is it going to be a current one or is it going to be like a veteran or somebody that we really want to see? Actually, as a matter of fact, they should have started this show like that as a total surprise. Like, you know what I mean? But instead, I thought they were more competent at Impact Wrestling, especially uh, Demore, but maybe he wasn't thinking straight. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that's probably just a matter of course every single day. So. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> I mean, so basically that's it. Uh, no physicality. So everybody gets to keep their jobs. Uh, then we get, uh, yeah. Jimmy, did you have any final thoughts on this 30 minute banger of a hit everybody's music well, segment? This is the part where I was starting to fall asleep. I'm not going to lie. But like I said, like I was just saying two minutes ago, I was, I was pumped to see awesome Kong. I mean, we see uh, Mickey James still all the time, practically. Not as much, but we still see her. Uh, the Beautiful People was another highlight for me. And cool, Gail Kim, I guess. But boy, she's aged, man. Mm. And Angelina Love, she looks so much older these days, too. At least Velvet Sky, though, she still looks pretty good, man. I think she's still got something, in my opinion. But everyone else, yeah, whatever. I've seen them a million times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well... Get ready to see him one more time. Yeah, um, baby. I'm pumped. So, so uh, speaking of standing around with your dicks in your hand, Santino's backstage <laughs> with Eric Young and Chris Harris and James Storm. Wow. And then uh, Santino makes Shark Boy the deputy director of authority. So give me a shell yeah for that one. Give me a shell yeah. yeah. <laughs> give me some clam juice. <laughs> Yeah, we, we're done with a 30-minute clam juice segment, okay? Uh, we already that would did be that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what do man, you think, Jimmy Sharkboy? You know what, man? I'll never forget that episode where he woke up from a coma and woke up as Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was funny initially. I kind of laughed at that. I mean, it was funny. And I was wrestle crap, but still it was funny. So seeing Sharkboy again, i got to admit, I gave him a shell, yeah. As soon as I saw him, but um, Santino is another interesting thing. I mean, well, I'm just confused. What is this? Is he a cop now? Or is he Detective Morella? What what is he? Director He's a director of authority. Of authority. Oh, DOA. Is that what he yeah. is? Mm-hmm. And who's Shark Boy now? Is he like a constable? Uh, well, you know as much as we do because he hasn't been on for however. He's only here because of this special episode. Oh, wow. It felt special indeed. As a matter of fact, I'll save it for the end of the show. But oh yeah, it could have been a lot more special. Could have been done a lot better. But whatever, it was funny. I mean, I got to see Swinger tonight too. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, he is around everywhere. Uh, <laughs> all right. So Brandon, uh, you know, we got a bunch of guys standing around. 
It's just like, hey, James Storm, can you Crab show Pets. up here and just drink a beer? Mm. Yeah, again, you got James Storm and Chris Harris, and that's what you use them for. It's like a little random backstage segment they have no connection to. America's Most Wanted, clearly. They were very wanted. Yep, very wanted. Um, Chris Harris, I, though, looks so whack, though, these days. I'm not going to lie. Hey, leave him alone. He's been through a lot, all right? Oh, <laughs> has he? Okay. <laughs> yes. Hey, shout out um, to, the, to the Crab Cats with Lab Rat. <laughs> there we go. Crab Rat? <laughs> we're getting to that point, don't worry. Um, anyway. So, Feast or Fired? Uh, Jimmy thinks it's a bad concept. So here we go. We have basically everybody on the roster in this match. And, and this is some sort of a, this is the, a, like a very, it's like if you combined, if you've never seen a Feast or Fire match, com, imagine combining a ladder match with uh, a battle royal and then you basically have your concept. You got to climb one of the four poles, get a briefcase. Three briefcases have a title shot in them and one has a, uh, you know, your walking papers. So... You don't know what you got until you open it, and uh, no one ever has thought to open the briefcase immediately. They always have to wait until like a week <laughs> later or whatever. Because it's a, um, you know, a, yeah. a, a, what's it called, a cliffhanger bit. The world only happens on camera. Um, <laughs> so And all you got to do is add a stipulation in the match that if you open the briefcase before like, you know, the actual unveiling, well, then you're automatically fired or you lose, or if you get a title shot, you lose what's in it or something like that. Yeah, just just a one line to explain it, but that's too much to ask. Stop asking them to do stuff, Brandon, They didn't please. even do that, though. <laughs> you know, at least with the Royal Rumble, for example, every year, they always explain it to you, even though we all know it, right? Yep. Like, off by hard, they, they still yeah, explain it. You have to be but expecting guys, new fans. You have to be expecting new right. fans to be watching. But not these guys, clearly, because after all these years of feast and or fired, I'm still confused on how the match works. To me, it, yeah. it comes across like poison ball or something. Damn, I'm, it, my I'm quite sure that they've probably changed the rules depending on how they felt at the time, multiple times. If anybody can confirm whether they've always had the exact same rules for a thousand episodes, go ahead. But <laughs> I'm pretty sure they just do whatever they feel like. Um, but in this version of it, you have to get the briefcase down from the pole, and then right. you have to get to the floor with the briefcase. So, so whoever has the briefcase on the floor is the owner of that briefcase as far as the match is concerned. I think so you, that might have been one of the rules going back to the very first one. So I remember like one of the kind of the angles coming out of it was a split of the of uh, BG James and Kip James. And that started there because Kip James pulled the briefcase down and then threw it to BG on the outside and ended up being uh -huh. a tag title shot. And he thought, oh, I hand it to you, so we're, you're going to pick me as your partner. Now I'm going with my dad. <laughs> with Bullet Bob? Yep. <laughs> R.I.P. to Bullet Bob Armstrong. Yeah. All right. Well, well, anyway, like I said, everybody's in this damn match. I'm not going to go blow by blow of a battle royal. So sorry if you were tuning in for that, which I know you weren't. Um so I'll just I'll tell you who that. won what whatever case. Chris Bay got case number three. Uh, Crazy Steve got case number one. Yuya Uemura got case number four. And oh. because of a rhino assist, Moose Moose gets uh, case number two as uh, whoever like had it was speared night. and it went Macklin flying out of the ring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Burt Macklin. So, so that's yeah. how you book Moose, right? Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous, man. Dude, who they, the hell... 
Oh, sorry, like guys. They had, I, just... I, I can't believe they had Moose bitch out to Crazy Steve in this match. I can't stand Crazy Steve, Brandon. I, I, for, for years, I can't stand him. I, I don't get this concept. But one thing I do want to ask, who are these... Uh, Yo, whatever the Joya. hell they're called. Yeah. What the, what the hell is this? There, there, is, there's, there is some backstory to that. Basically, like, uh, Joe Hendry was the digital media champion, and he kind of struck right, up a bit I'm, of a I'm mutual... Hendry, right. Yeah, he had a kind of a friendship, uh, mutual respecting going on with Yuya. And then uh, Joe lo- or Hendry lost the title, and then somehow, instead of him getting a straight-up one-on-one rematch, Yuya ended up getting his way into the match and turned into a three-way some shit went down where they kind of they both lost and it looked like they're going to kind of go in a direction where where henry's going to turn heel until yuya suggested hey what form a tag team instead and henry was like all right i liked it let's do it (laughs) that was that that was pretty much yeah yeah they, yeah, they, they do a dance is it like that? I'm doing the blue meanie right now, but yeah, you're doing the blue meanie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've they forgotten do a the dance thing. already. <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to remember the dance. It so, was weird. Yeah. So, Chris Wheeler says, "Does Crazy Steve end up getting fired so he can return as Just Steve?" No. He comes uh, and he comes back with Joe Legend. It's Just Steve and Just Joe. <laughs> just Joe. Yes, that'll be the the uh, greatest tag team. That'll get him off of Access TV. Just uh, a tag team. Labrat says one year they gave the cases to the ref as soon as they got the case and revealed it later. Right. So there, there's that. And they also says Moose and Rhino sounds like a Spider-Man comic, which it does. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, it's anybody's guess what they're going to do with the other briefcases. I know the fired one's going to Yuya because that'll be the reason that he goes back to new Japan or whatever. So is he from new Japan? Yeah. He's on excursion. Okay, oh, well, you don't know Yuya Uemura, Jimmy? Come on, you're oh, yeah, slacking on your of new Japan. Of course I know Yuya Uemura. But, well, and Hendry, right? But I, just, I was tripping out like... They just they look different in this. They're unrecognizable, sort of, Jimmy, is what you're saying? With this Yuya thing, man, I didn't even uh, notice who they were until I realized that one of them's Hendry. And then, I, like I said, I was falling asleep at this point again. And then woke up right. during the tag match. With mashed potatoes on your face and peas. Uh, close close yeah so like um, you're a true access tv viewer <laughs> oh, so boy. so uh yeah well what do you think brandon did the right people get the cases here there were there were actually a couple of different choices you could have went with uh i mean what they're doing with crazy steve and the fact he's got a new gimmick and they're pushing him a little bit more made sense for him to get one moose obviously needed to get one uh Bay was kind of an odd one for me for him to get one. And then who is the other one again? Yuya? Yeah, he's getting fired. We yeah, know. and then if and then if he's going back to Japan, it, it makes all the sense for him to get the pink slip. Yeah. The one guy's going to get he... fired. The one guy that never attacked anybody backstage. How, well, he doesn't even look happy, to be honest, man. He just looks <laughs> like, yeah, why am I here? Champion. Uh, yeah. But, but how long has he been on an excursion with Impact? least a year okay all right well he's definitely getting sent back then it feels like forever it probably has been less than that i don't know exactly how long but they didn't need flies. to send him on excursion man i thought he was coming up in new japan pretty quick too but i mean to whatever. be fair look at the guys who have like the last guys that they sent over to tna and where and where, and where they ended up going okada sonata yeah. don't get me started on okada please yeah well 
He actually done a promo on Impact saying he's not happy about TNA. He doesn't care about Impact. He hates TNA, though. <laughs> I mean, I know I get what he's saying, though, but still. Yeah, because it's, it's totally different, right? Um, yeah, so, well, that that's basically, I mean, we're just, we'll, we'll see. This is a nice little entertaining, this is a way to get a bunch of people on screen at once, and it's still a more entertaining way than the first 30 minutes where they did the same thing. Uh, oh, so, yeah, and we watched it do, yeah, and Brian Meyer straight up got shanked with a fork. No cops? Mm-hmm. No. Didn't RVD get murdered once on Impact Wrestling and he still came back? Eric Young, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I Well, that was all, all that, look, look all that stuff <laughs> was way before, way, way before CM Punk choked out Jack Perry, okay? So none true, of that matters. True, true. That's a good point. We're only <laughs> going forward now that we have our precedent for what can get somebody fired from a wrestling company like in the middle of their contract like that so now that we know that we can go ahead and look at everything else and say okay well if you you know but because the fork was in between the confines of the match that otherwise has no disqualifications unfortunately we're going to have to allow the use of fork here in this situation brandon i'm sorry (laughs) um yeah uh, I love it when you make it your gimmick, you know, like a fork. Like you like, could bring like, anything. You could have brought a switchblade. You, you could know. have, but instead we got Abdullah the Butcher. It seems. Yeah, Abdullah the Butcher. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so that that's it. So does anybody have anything else they want to add on Feast or Fire? Uh, I was trying to feast. Instead, I fell asleep. Fired myself on yes. my feast. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean. Still just very wacky and confused. I was just watching this thinking, this is weird. Everyone's running around like headless fucking chickens, man. Like, I mean, it was just a weird match, man. And for a thousandth episode, why do we need a feast of fight? Hell, we could have gone more wacky and gone with the King of the Mountain match, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's could've. That's pretty wacky. Maybe that's next yeah. week. Yeah, well, maybe, maybe next week. Yeah, we're not done. Sure we're not done. This is one set of <laughs> tapings, right? Oh, not you just know what? one episode. No, yeah, Spork, that's a good one, Liz. But one thing that would be funny, imagine, like, and this is so impact dressing to do this, we have a, a Raw Rumble-type concept, except get these guys, because it's something Jeff Jarrett would definitely would have came up with, a Raw Rumble that starts on the outside of the ring, and you got to throw them in the ring. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> the reverse battle royal, that did happen. The reverse battle What, it has happened? That did happen, twice. No, yep. you're kidding me. No, nope. what? Nope. No, no, use it use a review me. No. Nope. Here's what probably here's what probably no. happened. <laughs> I was joking. I was literally you joking. Probably, that actually happened. You Once probably saw six. the reverse battle royal ten years ago <laughs> oh. or fifteen years ago, and then you completely blocked it out of your memory maybe, and thought you maybe. invented it just now. <laughs> I thought I invented it, but boy. It, it legit happened. Like it was it started out with everybody on the ring and then once like No, what it is, like they had to uh they all started on the outside of the ring and then they had basically fight their way in. <laughs> and then once I like, got down to like ten, and once ten guys got into the ring, then it turned into an over-the-top battle royal until they were two left, and then it turned into a regular match. God damn it, man! And this was fifteen years ago. I should have remembered this. Yeah, though, I think it was 06 and they did it again in 07. 06. I was watching it in oh six and oh seven. Funny enough. Well, yeah, Every, it must be what Vet said. I must have just everything. It out of my every brain. <laughs> ever since the beginning of keeping it one hundred with Conan. They have argued over whose fault the uh, 
reverse battle royal was with uh, oh, most man. people blaming Disco Inferno, him blaming oh. Pat Kenny, and several other people have been implicated. Uh, but everyone agrees it was the worst idea ever. So uh, there wow. you go. Who would come up with something silly like that, man? Seriously, yeah. was it Glenn Some, Gilberti? Someone. It, he he denies <laughs> but, it, but at the end of the day, Jeff bullshit. Jarrett signed off on it. That's, that's true. Right. That's true. Because ain't he great? Ho oh, ho, Jimmy! <laughs> a lot of chatter. Uh, uh, all right, Sabins with Gia. No music underneath. Uh, he says uh, Leah Rush is a bad guy. Um, the baddest. It's in his fucking his fucking video says bad child. He's the bad child, Leah Rush. So pretty smart of Chris Sabin to be able to read. I'm glad somebody can read. Uh, but he also says he's been the champ too long. So apparently an impact, a six-week title reign or whatever is way too long and you got to be stopped, right? So <laughs> we got to get the belt back where it belongs on, you know, Goldberg 98. So uh, <laughs> next we get the Desi Hit Squad in the ring. Um, Rohit Raju is back from betting on himself. And then we introduce their opponents, which is Team 3D with the returning Devon. Brother Devon is here. He's here. Brother Devon <laughs> he is here. He's, he's here. <laughs> I don't know who wrote head. the line for uh, Rohit Raju to say, like, nobody's given, no tag team's given more to the impact than us. It's like, bro, I can yeah. name about five Please. off the top of my head. Well, that's, you know what? that's the perfect thing for him to say, though, because... I had the opportunity to interview Rajid, but I didn't actually go with it for some reason. I mean, what am I going to say? He was he was he probably wanted to bet on himself and go with a better <laughs> interviewer or a less known know, interviewer really, in this case. I had this is when I was starting like literally it was about three years ago. I was starting podcasting and I had the chance to do it, but I didn't go along with it for some reason. Maybe I should have, but really, I mean. He's going to be always an impact guy, man. I can't see him ever going anywhere else. Was the reason that you had a virus in your programming as an AI and that's why you weren't able to secure the... Honestly, enemy? honestly, to be honest, because I didn't know too much about him at that time, I thought, nah, it's it's not going to really work out. I wasn't really that interested to interview him, to be fair. We know why you didn't interview him, Jimmy. It was because he's Indian. <laughs> we know that. It's okay. You don't uh... have to... Like, oh, you don't man. have to make any excuses. The point is, so Devon comes out. He's blown up by the time he does his entrance. He's leaning on the ropes, gassed out. That's fine. He comes in. He narrowly avoids tripping over these guys, even though that's exactly what it was. Like, they were slightly out of position on the double clothesline. He almost fell. Um, but uh, other than that, you know, a nice. you get everything that you wanted from... It's like a, a caricature of Team 3D came out and, you know, they they did their thing, which is like, it's uh, at the same time, uh, comfort food and also like comfort food, slightly sad. So, um, yeah. Jimmy, were you happy to see the return of Team 3D? Uh, whatever, I guess. Um, yeah, Devon was on, right? I mean, look, Devon mm -hmm. was on. Yeah, look, it was cool, I guess. I mean, but the... These guys are way oh. past safe at this point. Um, Devon shouldn't even wrestle at this point, really. I'm surprised. Got something, I guess, to give. I it was, just doesn't feel the same. Yeah, I was surprised to even see him in the ring at all after that like last surgery he had. I thought he was completely done after that. Me too. Uh, he said himself he was going to be done. 
But, well, uh, this is just a one-time thing. Game. You can right. get in there one time, right? I guess. I mean, why Especially not? since the WWE ain't going to give your kids jobs, so you don't have to pretend that you like everybody there and keep working there, right? So well, let's be honest. These kids kind of look weird now. They, they, I mean, I'm just saying. They wait. I'm just saying. So, uh, yeah, there it is. Nostalgia Act. Brandon, Nostalgia I I was mainly kind of shocked how we were like, hold on, we're supposed to all of a sudden root for uh, Bully Ray yep. after we saw the last two months him and straight up legit try to murder a man. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's pro wrestling. 2023. Yep. Where's the neuralizer, Brandon? Here it is. <laughs> Boom. Forget that even happened. <laughs> Hypnotize you. Neuralize yep. you. Oh, there you go. Right. Look, he's forgotten. Yep. <laughs> already forgotten. Well, he's not going to forget this. Uh, the rascals are eating food in the hallway, and uh, oh, Josh, my God. Josh Alexander punks him out and continues on his way to the ring. Jimmy, you already uh, reacted to that. That's the best reaction this we've got all me, night. Bro. This irked me bad. First of all, so I guess uh, when someone's just kicking back eating pizza, trouble appears, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't just chill and eat pizza and not say a word. I mean, come on, man. Why are the, the rascals eating pizza in the hallway? Especially these two look like they don't even touch pizza. Let's be honest. I mean, oh, do they look like they eat it's pizza? A it's a cheat day. Uh, <laughs> oh, I see. Yeah. And the, if you notice, those th there was a lot of like plastic trays out there, too, that were already <laughs> empty. So it's like they were down to the pizza. They had already eaten well, a bunch of other stuff. What could have Anything could have been in those muffins, perhaps? I was going to say that. I was going to say they looked high as fuck. They mm -hmm. probably got some of the top top shelf stuff. <laughs> Mindy's? Wow. Think they got some Mindy's? Yeah. Imported? I mean, where's the treehouse? Like Mindy's edibles. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Punk endorses him. So definitely the, loves him. definitely the munchies uh, here. And uh, Josh Alexander's not having any of it. He's probably very straight edge. So he goes in there and he's <laughs> like, we got a problem. And then they don't have a problem. What's For real, straight the up. The What's the What's the problem? The ras like legit. The rascals have the sound of the bong hit in their entrance theme. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I didn't mind the the original version of the rascals, right? But uh, since we got Trey Miguel now with the rascals, I mean, did, did they really have a bong? At the start yes, of the like song? I don't remember when they're or this new very or this like when it's oh, okay, uh, right. this yeah this new version of yeah like they're the old they're, one didn't I could have sworn it didn't yeah their new theme song opens up like you hear a lighter flick and then you hear the. Huh. <laughs> Oh boy, that's money right there. Can't we just call them um, the little fucking junkies or something? We could. I mean, why the rascals? Because that's what they were before. Aren't they freaking adults? I mean, dude, they some even might like argue. you saw the little rascals in the 1993 movie, right? Yeah, I loved it. They they do this. This is actually one of their taunts. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> that's gonna get me. I'm tired. So they literally do this. Right. Yes. Right. Soon they're going to dead block these two. I mean, yeah, come on, man. This is not. Nah. I well, mean, the they're just trying are great to... as a team, but other than that. Yeah, they're, they're, that was they're... cool. The 70s show, Smoke Girl Circle, that was pretty cool. That was that worked right. That worked yeah. right. Yeah, blatantly ripping off exactly somebody else's thing. Yes, it's very cool. That's what wrestling does. Now, the other thing is when they're blatantly ripping off something that you know it's you say it's from a 1993 movie but i'm sure they're doing it to appeal to the access tv audience who remembers <laughs> like the 
you know, the, you know, 1950s or whatever, Little Rascals. Or should we say the 1940s? Get it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah. All right. So, uh, anyway, Josh goes to the ring, um, and then uh, he starts talking about Alex Shelley, and Alex Shelley comes out in um, PCO's coat back when it was new. Um, oh, boy. Dude. I gotta say, like uh, to to dress like this, uh, Brandon was made fun of him for looking like a like a Reservoir Dogs bank robber, you know. <laughs> but seriously, like wh- you you actually went out on it, and this is a, some sort of a monumental episode, and you actually went out in public looking like that. I have dress shirts in my closet that cost more than his entire outfit. So just looking like just looking like a bum, not great. Um, but anyway, the rascals attack, and then both guys have to pretend that they can't see it coming because <laughs> they, one guy jumps either side of the other guy, so that means that both both guys could have seen the other guy coming, but because there's a tight shot on the camera, that means nobody can see anything. It's the magic of television, yeah, or excuse me, digital me. media. Uh, yes, Jimmy? That actually annoyed me, especially with I was standing in the ring, too, like right in the corner. Oh yeah, it's again another another WWE production maneuver. You shoot everything <laughs> tight so that you can't see the edges of the screen, even though there's an entire 360 degree arena full of people that can see everything and soak in the wrestler. But whatever, it's just he's he's obviously watching the monitors too, right? So he can't see why he's gonna about to get jumped by the two guys that were eating pizza. Right. And with where they end up going with that, with Alex Shelley like basically bailing and let him get beat down. You could have had a setup where they, um, where they were, where like Alexander was facing like the, like, or he was facing the entrance way. They run in through the back, jump him, and Shelly's like, fuck this, I'm out of here. Right. But instead he gets beat up and then says, fuck this, I'm out of here. <laughs> like, yeah. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. I only got beat up a little, so I'm getting off easy. Right. That's, that's how mm-hmm. he says. So, Don't yeah. So, trouble, yeah. Man. Like you said, Shelly leaves Josh Alexander to his fate, which is, of course, wrestling moves. So, um, the, the, I we got to fire the rascals. Uh, this was none Out of their of business. Here. They endangered yep. everyone's lives. I was afraid for everyone's life. Um, <laughs> I was definitely afraid. Yep. I mean, even even Alex Shelley, who pussed out with his cheap ass clothes, still he should be afraid for his life, and he was because he bailed. So, you know, uh, <laughs> you know Jimmy's lighting looks Huge better than Impact's lighting. Of, of impact. <laughs> Don't worry, we're not. Um, <laughs> My lights we're not, are on. We're, we're <laughs> just about to get there. All right. So, anyway, do you guys have anything to say about this Josh Alexander and uh, Alex Shelley promo? Brandon, I'll ask you first. Uh, what do you think? I'm just glad they're finally leaning into it and making Alex like the clear cut heel because he's just been, ever since he really became the champion, he's just been an insufferable, like his character and portrayal on TV has been just been this insufferable self righteous head up his own ass douchebag yes but against other people who are supposed to probably be heels let's see there was tana i see i know he wrestled tanahashi and there was no build for that though yeah right and nick all this was supposed to be the heel but everything he said was right and then shelly was a total asshole to him too right so we were confused about that Mm. what a prick that's all i gotta say he looked like the transporter. I mean, seriously, what was he transporting the belt just for another week? Or yeah. how long has he even had the championship for? Uh, oh, weeks. 
more weeks. weeks. So he's I don't know how many weeks them. exactly. <laughs> he's definitely the transporter. I mean, mm-hmm. come on, man. And 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 Josh Alexander. I mean, hey, he's top hey, ten. He's top P- ten. P- top ten exactly. PWI. But <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. I was just about to say the same thing. I am fucking with the weapon, man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he'll punk you out in the hallway. So keep your pizza. Yeah. Don't eat pizza around Josh yeah, Alexander. Yeah, peeps, get your pizza else. out of his way. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. All right. Yeah. See, I'm confused with this feud. Why do they hate each other? First of all. Because I haven't even watched it, so I they don't. don't. And if you if you oh. if you uh, if you listen to what <laughs> the funny thing about what Brandis said about him being an uns- insufferable douchebag with his head up his own ass is that's clearly what he's being here, right? And he shouldn't be because that's not really his character. But Josh Alexander is trying to like be to babyface him and yeah, he's still like that, disrespecting right. him back like it does he's like yeah man you've done all these things you're really great i uh, grew up for you. he's like you're a mark for me and he's just like i mean is that how you treat everybody this is this, it makes no sense for your character you know what but else it, didn't make sense oh no continue huh. vet well i was gonna say because like we're talking about he's i think in his mind what he thinks he's doing is trying to help get josh alexander over because you know, a lot of the, the a lot of the criticism on Josh Alexander is that he's kind of bland. I mean, I'm sure he's everybody's Canadian, leveled that. Every, yeah. every <laughs> yeah, everybody. So Owen, he wasn't bland. Yeah, look, <laughs> if you want to hear an argument about who's bland or whatever, then go listen to the Monday Night Machismo on the PWC. Okay, <laughs> uh, we don't need to rehash that conversation here. But, um, you know, that's one of the criticisms that's been leveled against Josh Alexander, or whatever. So I bet. In Alex Shelley's mind, he's thinking, okay, well, I got to make sure nobody's cheering for me in this. We want Josh Alexander to be the guy unquestioned. I got to make him seem like he thinks he's, he thinks he's doing the thing where he's making somebody, which again is like, if that's what he's thinking, that's the most egotistical thing. Like to think that anything that comes out of your dumbass mouth with your terrible promos is going to make anybody anything is, is delusional at best. So wow um, if that's the case man that's that's awful i'm telling you now because i don't know why josh alexander's playing daddy like you said he's pretty much trying to baby face shelly but shelly man uh, i couldn't take anyone serious in this in this uh program at okay, all good so there you go you have a, a wrestling fan who knows all these people involved who's tuning in for the first time and is completely confused about what's going on which is exactly the goal that every wrestling promotion should have right <laughs> oh, well, it seems like it. At least with WWE, you don't even have to watch it for a long time and still know what's going on. If that makes any sense. Yeah, I literally... Well, yeah, because uh, you're going to get 10 recaps. So Right, exactly. But in Impact, you get weird matches and uh, reverse battle royals, which is still tripping me out. And all sorts of weird shit. But uh, whatever, Shelly's a draw. Big time. 100%. Huge. Well, you, you know he's champion. the most influential wrestler of the past 20 years, and everybody's <sighs> only successful because of Alex Shelley, at least according Just to, to Alex him. Shelley. Yeah. And other people who have said that, and, you know, maybe that was paid endorsements. That, But maybe that's why he couldn't afford a good suit, because he paid everybody else to say how influential he was on, <laughs> on in public. Uh, and, I don't know. and it's a positive that he's been in the company longer than Alexander has. I mean, they were arguing over that, right? Right. I've been with here some, longer than you. <laughs> with some, yeah, with some hiatuses. Right. Wow. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, Shark Boy uh, puts Trey in a match against Josh next week. 
you know, for, um, you know, over the pizza incident. And then, uh, <laughs> I'm down and then Santino, shocking. then Santino puts Kenny King in a match against Eric Young next week. Uh, and Sharkboy also wants his own badge. So <laughs> this was, uh, this was a segment where you see the re- definite return. You couldn't have a thousandth episode without the lights, the lights in the <laughs> background, are back they're in full force here the ugliest yellowish green light you've ever seen and this <laughs> thing that looks like um it's that that red that's not quite fire engine red and not quite pink but it's just there those two colors really go together it's like a cherry limeade wall that they're standing in front of weird mm-hmm. this company's yep. weird man i thought that that's was... that's the picture i posted uh in twitter earlier where i had where it was you know Sheldon Jean pointing or Kenny King one of them was pointing and saying you know accusing Santino oh, perhaps of bringing the lights back so we we did well without with turning off the lights for a while Jimmy but here they came they're back In full force full force <laughs> yep which definitely still means weak but full force for them but you know yeah. what um boy what's happened to Kenny King man what the hell are they doing with him these days I used to like Kenny King now I just feel sorry for him well, he lost to Tommy Dreamer for the Digital Media Championship. Oh, that's a huge loss, man. I mean, literally. That's I right. mean, come on, man. Nothing says Seriously. digital media like Tommy Dreamer. <laughs> well, does he still do his podcast, actually, Vet? On Bus um, Open? I think he does. Not on does he, yeah, yeah. But his own one, the House of Hardcore, uh, whatever. Oh, I don't know. He used to do that, but I don't know if he still he does. Was only, he was only canceled for a little while. He's back now. He's uncanceled. <laughs> he's uncancelled he's not part of the cult of cabanas no <laughs> damn no. he might as well be shit and just quality tommy don't wear terry funk freaking pants ever again he's Please. got to jim he's got to it was oh. his hero and he's gonna cry <laughs> he's gonna cry if he can't wear him and 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 tie the drawstring while he's supposed to be selling in his match with kenny king <laughs> i know you didn't see that right about, i didn't i didn't yeah right? Yeah, I didn't see. I, I know you didn't see that because you're a normal person who doesn't really watch Impact pay per views. So, they, but after Kenny King hit him with a dive on the outside, Tommy Dreamer was on the floor selling it, but his pants were falling down. So he just like, <laughs> instead of selling, he just he was like the camera had him and he's like tying the drawstring on his pants while he's like uh, just, <laughs> trying to sell. Yeah, terrible. Uh, Exposing the business. Um, Should have lost. He put his career on the line. I wish he would have lost, but unfortunately. And you think there'd be somebody in production be like, yeah, don't get that shot. Go to something else. You yeah. think, right? But no. Everyone wants to get themselves over steel. Yeah. Weird. Weird stuff, man. Yeah. All right. Any other thoughts on Shark Boy possibly getting a badge? Oh, shell, yeah. <laughs> right. Oh, shell, yeah. There you exactly. go. I'm shelling. All right. Not for Shelly, though. Not a, yeah, not Alex Shelly. <laughs> <No. laughs> and he's uh, suit. All right. Next, we have Fat Eddie and Thin Lishy versus <laughs> In Shape Kaz and Tracy. Uh, <laughs> Tracy, uh, in case you were wondering, uh, has suspenders for her tights, but she, she wears them down. That, right? So Right, yeah. I think this I mean, is kind of called back to the Miss Brooks character when she's the, managing yeah, Bobby Roode. That's fine. 50-year-old vision. I'm, I'm just letting you know, in case you didn't watch that she doesn't wear her suspenders up she wears them down they're just decorative suspenders you know so 
Hopefully her pants won't fall down and she'll have to adjust them while selling. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so she beats Lish and is announced for the Hall of Fame at Bound for Glory. Congratulations, Tracy Brooks. Did you see this crocodile tease? I'm actually I was really probably glad. not paying attention. Actually, I probably just oh, wow. ignored this. I'm actually really <laughs> glad they included like the asylum days footage and like kind of explain like, oh wow, she has been there since the beginning and she, she really, really did kind of kickstart the knockouts division. I liked Tracy Brooks back in the day, man. You know what I mean? I just one thing I did notice: her body's still banging, but damn, she's aged a lot since I've seen her. Dude, you know, remember uh, remember uh, the our first Trinity? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, she. Hell yeah. Yeah, why doesn't she ever get mentioned? I, that's what I mean. This company likes to thank and uh, and bring back whoever they please. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I would no say idea, she man. would. In fact, I'd say she was as important as Tracy in his early day as in, during those early days. Maybe even 100%. more so. Is she still alive? Actually, and she's alive. Know? Yes, but I don't think I don't know All if right. she's still active in the business. Yeah, because I haven't heard nothing about the original Trinity. Since probably back then, she just disappeared completely. She she went to the WWE version of ECW as part of the FBI and then like disappeared after that. Yep. Okay. Interesting. What did they call her there? If so Trinity. Trinity. Oh, she's still the same. All right. Funny. All right. I don't remember that. She must have been there for a cup of coffee. Literally. Very. The I know she was there in the very beginning. Trinity. They, they they all they have to do is put an I on the end, and she can be Italian. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Or an E, maybe. Like well, I think she actually theory. was like a. I think <laughs> yeah. she actually was like a legit Italian from New York. Oh, she um, was. Oh, they got. Where's my pizza? <laughs> it's in the hallway with the rascals. <laughs> with, with the rascals. Miss oh no! Me. I'm sorry, Mr. Alexander. I'm sorry. <laughs> Scusi. Yeah. All right. Whatever. Uh, Scusi, Mr. Alexander. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, I don't have anything bad to say about Tracy. Um, I don't really have anything bad to say about this match because I didn't pay attention to it. Hey, uh, you know what, Vid? I actually, I don't know why. I kind of like this match. Well, it's probably Vid. because it was like the first match on the show that didn't, wasn't yeah, weird. Let's see. No what, what did we have? We had, oh, yeah. we had a Feaster Fired match. We had um, the Desi Hit Squad versus Team 3D. <laughs> And then uh, that, this is this was it. The this is the third match. match. So, well, pizza in the hallway match. So <laughs> pizza Trinity, in the hallway match, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, actually, Trinity was actually is yeah Italian. Her last name is real. Her last name is Finocchio. Whoa, you know what Finocchio? <laughs> no, yeah. You know what Finocchio means? No nope. Italian. I better not say it. All right. I mean, figure that one out. That's that's yeah, that's legit. That's weird though, with the last name like that. So it's Finocchio. Yep. Wow, I would change that if I was here. But anyway, <laughs> no, that's... she did. She changed. She changed it to Trinity. So anyway, the reason that you can, the reason that you can wonder why certain people are or aren't here, it could be a lot of reasons. Sometimes it's because they have heat. Sometimes it's because they don't want to be involved. Like maybe people were reached mm-hmm. out to and didn't get back to them. And like, nah, you know, not sure. every single wrestler is so pathetic. They need to show up for a payday, way out of shape and old looking. So. Perhaps they just have better things going on than to embarrass themselves by showing up at Impact so they can put a cherry limeade light next to you and stand you next (laughs) to a wall with your dick in your hand. Like, (laughs) there's lots of reasons why you might not be on the show. We, we, you know, so we could take our own picks at which one, which reason it is. Uh, Leo rushes with Gia, no music underneath. He's not worried about Chris uh, Saban, but he should be. He shook. He shook. Yeah, Yeah, Chris Saban shook. Yep. (laughs) 
Um, well, you'd be shook too if you could punch through a car window. Uh, real glass. Yep. Just cry me a river, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. uh, exactly. <laughs> all right, then we get a Dreamer promo. Um, the oh, lights dreaming. are in this promo too. So Dreamer's there with the lights. You had two things you could throw out in one segment. Uh, what did he say? I wasn't listening. I was dreaming literally while seeing Dreamer. Okay. <laughs> no, I really, honestly uh, straight up do not other. remember. Yeah, it was one year out the other. I was watching it, but I was literally okay. in the haze. I was just like, so here, here's a peek behind the curtain. All right. This is exactly what happened. I saw Tommy yeah. dreamer come on the screen. I picked up my phone. <laughs> I was started to type. I started to type on my notes. I started to type dreamer promo because I want to make the notes for tonight. And by the time I finished typing it, he was done talking and I didn't no. hear what he said. So, well, it was that, that quick. Makes three of us. I mean, yeah. can we pretend what he said? And then I thought, champion. yeah, and then more, and then, <laughs> and then more behind the curtain. Then I thought maybe I should run it back real quick just to see what he said. Cause it was only a few seconds. And then I was like, life's too short. Let's move on. So <laughs> we move on to the main event. I'm um, actually, I went back and looked at the promo. Apparently he did kind of refer to himself as fat Tommy because he said that he needs to leave to get a belt extender to fit his waist. He did say that. Yep. Wow. I really didn't notice that. Well, yeah, Tommy Dreamer's never been shy about making, you know, reference to what everybody else can already see. In fact, I believe it's Tommy who said uh there there's there's two things I've heard attributed to Tommy Dreamer. One of them Tommy Dreamer said about himself and the other one someone else said and I don't remember which is which, but one person either Tommy or somebody else said that he has a body like a bag of milk. And the other person, either Tommy or, or, or someone else, said that his body is like a melting candle. Um, <laughs> so I don't remember which one he said and which one the other person said, but, you know. Uh, I hope it was the melting I mean, candle. It's pretty much the same good. thing. It's the yeah. same thing, but they're both hilarious. Um, <laughs> I, would go, I would go with, personally, I would go with a marshmallow that put on clothes. But, um, yeah, he's looking... He's looking bad these days man he says Lara says is Tommy still eating over trash cans no that was me that I was eating over trash cans <laughs> I don't know if anybody for anybody that hasn't heard that story I was at Sam's Town in Las Vegas and uh I was there to see Ring of Honor and um I but I hadn't eaten anything so I got off the plane and then I went to the there was a McDonald's in, in Sam's so I went to the McDonald's and I got like a chicken sandwich, you know, because I wanted to eat something before I was going to have to sit through this <laughs> Ring of Honor show. And I'm like hurrying up eating the chicken sandwich and it's hot, you know, like the chicken sandwich is hot. And I'm, but I'm, but I'm still trying to hurry without burning myself. So I go over and I'm like, there's a trash can over there. So I go and I'm like halfway done with the chicken sandwich eating it. And Tommy Dreamer walks by and he looks at me and like with my mouth full, I, I, I give him like the, you know, I, I, I tip, I tip my chicken sandwich to him, and he and he gives me the head nod and keeps walking or whatever. So it was, it was like the perfect, the perfect person to walk by while I'm eating a chicken sandwich over a trash can. Not even a word spoken. It was just like, yeah, who's the chick with the with the chicken? I don't. Sandwich I doubt. I highly doubt he remembers me from OVW. The times that we, you know, cross <laughs> paths there. 
No, I'm sure he didn't. There's no way. That would have been like 12 12 years prior. (laughs) I'm sure he doesn't think that any random person in Las Vegas that he sees is somebody from OVW, whether they're eating a chicken sandwich or not. So, but uh, (laughs) anyway, um, yeah. So Saban versus Rush for the exhibition championship. That's what a main event. Perfect transition. Uh, you know, these guys, one, one way or another, they, they pretty much know what they're doing. Now, last week we talked about, um, Leo Rush having an absolutely fantastic match with, uh, Kevin Knight, uh, Kevin Knight. And that was really good, but Kevin Knight's not going to tell Leo Rush anything. Uh, Chris Saban's going to have some input on this match, so it's definitely not going to be as good as that one. Um, but you know, it's still pretty good i mean you know it's, it's good enough it's a main event for x division title i yeah. can't stand leo rush though why not he's just uh it's just it's his personality man he's well just then he's doing shit. he's he's doing his job then no 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 not, not in terms of wrestling i'm talking about in real life like oh, okay how he quits companies comes back i retire then i'm not retired you sound like blah, blah. you're following the narrative Oh, am I? Jimmy, yeah. You're, it's not like you're following the narrative, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to what you hear about Leo Rush, all right? Nobody knows Leo Rush. They're just trying to slaughter his character for whatever reason. Oh, yeah, Leo Rush right. shouldn't be carrying Mark Henry's bags or anybody else's, all right? So it's, it's oh, don't yeah, let's, right. let's, let's not worry right. about that. Let, let's I mean, just you don't talk have to about Jews, not with him. Not with him, no. Sorry. He's a 28-year-old piece of gold, all right? So, uh <laughs> anyway, um yeah, so the, the the match was fine, um, but uh, you know, Goldberg '98 gonna get that belt, um, and uh, everyone comes out to celebrate. You know, at least they didn't all hit their music one at a time. They they just all came out at once with no music, so that was good. Uh, so Jimmy, uh, despite the fact of not liking Leo Rush, what did you think of this match? Look, Jimmy. the match was okay. Again, one too many near falls. But that's professional wrestling in 2023, especially towards the end. I mean, come on. I mean, he's really a rush. Definitely Chris Saban professional wrestling in 2023. Honestly, I can't stand Chris Saban either. The only times I started liking him was with the Motor City Machine Guns with Shelly. That's about it. But a 41 year old Saban is your 10 time, apparently, ex division champion. Mm -hmm. Good for him. 10 times. The perfect 10. But he got it off the perfect little guy. I mean, uh, shouldn't you like showcase your world heavyweight champion in this type of scenario when it comes to your 1,000th episode? Oh, but I forgot. This must be 999, correct? Yeah, 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 I guess. I mean. (laughs) Well, they showcased him earlier. He came out in that thrift store suit and. Oh, he did. Was a complete dick to Josh Alexander for no reason. Yeah. For no reason. I mean, he's a That's nice guy. That's how you showcase your bad. champion. That's how you do it, man. That's how you do it. That's how you make money. That's why I'm starting to think, does this company even want to, like, draw anything? Legit. That's a legit question. No. The answer is no. Then then have Tommy Jimmy as your digital champion. Have Shelly as your world champion. Um, bring back Jeff Jarrett. He can become your global champion. Is that <laughs> back? Oh, Jimmy. Can we get that out of, like, retirement? Yes. Is that possible? Is the yes. TNA World Championship still around? No, but we can bring it back. 
bring it back. It's just it's it's on its way back. It's we can have a new match concept where they have to dig mm-hmm. and get the belts out of from the ground, and then mm-hmm. you're the champion. Yep. You'll First dig one up that PCO and the TNA. Champion. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What can we call that? Um, we can call it the DOA Championship. Oh no, the that's DOA. Santino's. Um, oh. We can call it the Treasure Hunt match. The treasure match. There you go. Haro. Treasure friggin' match. Yeah. We All need right, a here's pirate the map. group, though. Go find it. Yeah, yeah that's it. And then yep. this would be an appropriate name. We're getting impact attacked from all angles. That's right. Like, literally, having fits. I mean, why not? Well, well, Brandon, what about you? Uh, you you really praised Leo Rush last week. What did you think this week? He did the best he could with what he was kind of given in this situation. He shouldn't have gone under in this. I don't think so anyway. Right. I mean, I get it. It's the thousandth episode. You want to make a moment like, oh, our first ever 10-time X Division champion. I get it. Saban ain't the guy. Well, no. we know this is a stopover for Leo Rush. I mean, he doesn't need impact. He's just doing this while he's biding his time. Um, the next thing he's going to be on, I think, is he's got a tag match. It's like him and Okada versus somebody else because he's in chaos. I don't know if you know that, Jimmy, but what? Leo Rush is in chaos. Yes. So. Why? Because he is, and he's uh, so he'll be teaming up when I don't know when that uh, know when that <laughs> show is, but um, please remind me so I can watch it. Yep. Not. It's probably going to be the main event. Uh, match too, <laughs> awesome. But isn't Orange Cassidy part of Chaos too? No, he's well, not. Are you sure about that? I think he is. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure that they just tell Trent whatever they need to tell him to get him to stop calling. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. You're in Chaos, whatever. Uh, he ain't I'm he ain't not. getting invited on no tours no time soon. Let's put it that way. <laughs> oh, I hope not. But you him know, him and Rocky, just... him and Rocky Romero don't like they. You know. So can we can we get a um uh what do you call it? I've gone blank, god damn it. Uh what's the tag team called again with Rocky Romero and Trim Beretta? Jesus Christ. The, the Rapungi Vice. Rapungi Vice. Yes, can we no, get we Orange Vice? No, we can't. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Why not? Come on. Because because we can't. Alright, so on September thirtieth <laughs> at uh destruction. It's going to be Okada and Leo Rush versus Naito and Hiromu. So there's your I main event that. for that. It. Don't miss it. NJPWworld.com. Only 999 yen a month. That's yen, not dollars. Yeah, but That's it works right. out to be this, sort of the same thing, right? Sort of the same. A little bit less yeah. dollars. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah. We, well, we, we got a lot of things on this uh, this Impact 1000. Uh, very few good things, but we got a lot of things. So, um, some people like Ben Espinosa loved it, found it very entertaining. I guess Jimmy, as a person that doesn't, uh, as a person that doesn't watch Impact regularly, even though this stuff was bad, on the other hand, you have to watch AEW programs. So, in that sense, how does this stack up in terms of like just I'm watching this for a couple hours? How entertained am I? Even though you fell asleep. Hmm. take everything into account and give me a letter grade (laughs) no shit man look how do i put this i was thinking to myself once i watch this i'm like what what can i say about this show like legit 
right? At least with AEW every week, yeah, it's, it's shit. It's pathetic. But it's that pathetic that you've got a lot to talk about, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Whereas with this, I almost feel bad because it, it kind of makes you blank, dude. Like if that, if I can... It's not, it's like, not bad like, enough to be cringeworthy, I, it's like, I but what, it's not good enough yeah. to talk about. Like it's hot. That's why I don't know how you guys do it week in, week out for real. Because it would, I mean, you you guys would have to come up with different concepts like Brandon does at the start of the show, which I don't blame you because I mean, you have to do something like that because with this show, I, I was literally thinking, why do I feel like I don't even know what to say about this show? Nothing happened. After watching it again. Right. So, and I'm thinking, what am I going to say? And I feel bad because I really, truly didn't know what to say about it. It's just a lot of, it's well, the show itself was a lot of glad handing. You know, it's like, hey, look how long we survived. And hey, look at all these people that used to work here. And hey, yada, yada, yada. Let's remember better times uh, and not think about too much. Yeah, too much about the the present. Well, yeah, we, we do have to come up with different things to entertain ourselves, you know, when we're talking about this shit. My creative idea this week was to have you on. So there you go. It's like, well, thank you. I feel almost guilty. I feel bad yeah. because I don't know what to say about the show. But if I had to give it a, a letter grade, um, geez, I'll see for confused. See for confused. I'm just a little confused. You know, not for cannolis, but or pizzas, but confused. Yeah. 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 Trinity is happy yeah. for that. Um, Need more moose, but no moose. moose. Well, He's moose did now. win a briefcase. If if his briefcase has the world championship in it, that's the important thing. Unfortunately, I my my fear is that he his briefcase has the tag team championship match in it, and we're <laughs> gonna have to see even more of him and Brian Myers and their matching gear and tandem entrance. And the the, the last thing you should do is pair up the best guy in the company with about the worst guy in the company. If you're the Not only guy? that, the guy who signed the deal is going to be there with you how many years? You can depend on him to carry the company because he ain't going anywhere and he's more than capable of carrying the company? Mm-hmm. You know what's funny? He should have just stayed back in Ring of Honor when he could have... Before it became TK's Ring of yeah, Honor. Yeah, where he could have been. He could, <laughs> where he could have been in AEW, yeah. I mean, shit. Has he made an appearance in AEW ever? At least yeah. once? Yes. He did. Yeah. Really? I, yeah, he I lost, no, he he lost to Kenny Omega for the yeah, yeah, yeah. Impact oh, Championship. I do remember. That's why. I mean, that was during the pandemic era, though, which was pretty mm-hmm. bad, too. But um, I do remember that. But they should sign him. But WB don't even sign him. I mean, is, is he blackballed? I mean... Other than the, the, it may be. I mean, they, they tried to use his uh, his past as an excuse, but lots of people have a past and they get excused. <laughs> Fucking Jimmy Uso has a present <laughs> and, he's, and he still gets to work there. So Jeff it doesn't Hardy really anyone? matter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. shit. Yeah, just look, it's weird, man. Uh, I hope I want this company to do well. I really do, man, because it'd be funny if they had all this momentum and actually went ahead of AEW, I would pop to that. But we need some things that make sense. We don't need to see a program starting because two guys were eating pizzas and one guy was walking past telling him to cut it out. I mean, what the that's, hell? That's, what the that's something that? I expect to see in AEW. Right, exactly. That's something you'd... I mean, you would see in AEW. I mean, literally, you probably would. But, but at least with AEW, it's that much of a train wreck. You can just laugh at the whole show. 
and just you want to give him shit. You know what I mean? You just want to because the AEW marketards are in denial. You know what I mean? They're convinced that this show and this company the best since sliced bread. Every you know wrestling I mean? so, fan, every wrestling company fan. If you're just a fan of a company in general, you, everybody's like that. There's people that are Impact fans that act like that. I don't see them as much compared to AEW ones. Yeah, because though. there aren't any. But I'm just saying, the <laughs> ones that are there, they, they'll they'll tell you they love it. They they really uh, love it. Shit, man. I mean, pe- oh, people man. like you know, there was some when I was doing the turn off the lights hashtag. Some random person decided they wanted to criticize me for criticizing them. Like, who are you to criticize Impact Wrestling? It's like, wow, you guys do have fans. Like, you have guard dogs even. <laughs> You have, do you have Twitter guard dogs? Guard dogs, Twitter guard dogs. Hashtag guard dogs, Twitter guard Impact dogs. Is that a, yeah, is dude. That a thing now? People will just, yeah, if you post anything, they, they search hashtags or or uh, or whatever and, and go like comment on any post that randomly. Why do you think there would be any random comments on other people's comments that they don't know? It's because people are like looking for fights. They're picking fights on Maybe. on social media. Maybe that's why Alex Shelley is dressed up like that. He's an impact dog. Yeah. 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 Instead of a reasonable dog, he's an impact dog. Fun fact, though. This is a growing up Jimmy T sort of thing. The suburb that I grew up in was called Reservoir. Does that make me a reservoir dog? Just saying. Maybe. If you exist. If you exist. Well, that's another story. It would make you one, but you don't, so it doesn't. Can I be like the hundredth person that woofs in, as a wrestling gimmick? Oof. Yes. I mean, come on. That you can. Actually, you I'm can. a seal, not a wolf or a dog. No. A trained seal. <laughs> a trained you, seal. You, you, you clap. clap your hands and yeah, you clap your hands and do podcasts for the PWC. <laughs> That's All right. right. Well, where else can everybody find you, Jimmy? Uh, you can find me on the Twitter or the X at DJ Mass Effects and also at the PWC Network. Like and subscribe right here at channelattitude.com where for five bucks you get the best talk in all of wrestling and hummingmediagroup.podbean.com pwcnetwork.podbean.com for all the rest of our shows. But like I said, man, you can find me every week on Channel Attitude with the Smack Attack, which goes for record-breaking hours every week. I mean, we've gone from three to four, possibly next week. And then uh, after the collision, bet what do we do? We sift through the wreckage. <laughs> the wreckage. Exactly. That's right. So, and also Uncaged. You can find me for that yeah. so, on channelattitude.com. Can we? Did we? Can we find it? Or did I we, did. I did it. I didn't go live. You know why? Is it oh, okay. effect? It's a tape. You, it was taped like it was. It was. It was. It was a. It was Rampage Uncaged One Thousand. <laughs> yeah. You taped it, and you're gonna do multiple <laughs> episodes, right? You know, the catchphrase is usually uncensored, unhinged, uncaged. Well, not in this case. It was censored. It was edited. It was uncaged. But um, <laughs> the, no, no shit. The only reason why I didn't go live is because one, I felt bad when we were live for Bin when Bin mm. jumped on. Oh, <laughs> fuck him. He I knows know, what but time I it felt is. bad. I felt that's bad our scheduled time, and he jumped in on it. That's true. That's the first time we did that. And second of all, you were live. You were doing with your Twitch, so I didn't want to like get. The listeners jumping over and whatnot, you know what I mean? Uh, so I thought of you, Vet. I thought of you, man. But I had to yeah. get the show done, so I'd done it via recording. We've done, right. it, we've done an impact. No live here. First time. That's right. All right. So we're <laughs> so we're good. So you can find Jimmy everywhere he said. DJ That's Mass it. Effects, exactly. PWC <laughs> Network, everything. Brandon, final thoughts on the show, show grade, and where can they find you? 
Oh, man, I'd give us one a three out of ten. Ooh. Definitely yeah, I'm sorry. That that opening segment, like, I mean, it, you took a quarter of your show right there and flushed it down the toilet. That was a 30 out of 10. <laughs> so, wait, we got numbers? Of, uh, <laughs> well, it, you could grade it however you want. I'm just saying, if you do a 3 out of 10, that's a 33%. That's an F. That's a fucking yeah. F. You got a 33% chance. Yeah. <laughs> you take my... 56 and two-thirds chance yeah and then you got a no chance no chance in hell of getting a good grade on this show all right so a three out of ten and uh where can everybody find the 10 out of 10 uh brandon how to kill a half hour uh as always you can find me on twitter at transarchist tia as well as twitch.tv slash miss tia the transarchist and Substack at hmg brandon all right you can find me at Opinion Haver on all the places that you can find me at Opinion Haver. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Opinion Haver. You can find me on Twitter or X at Opinion Haver or Instagram at Opinion Haver. Or many, many places at Opinion Haver. That's right. You're fired, Jimmy. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, so, uh, yeah. And uh, you can definitely find me every Wednesday with Big Ray Hernandez for Next Level Wrestling Review, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find me here every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Pacific, 9.30 p.m. Eastern if you want to join us live. Uh, you can usually find me uh, on Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern for The Wreckage, which is our collision show. And I'll just pop up any other place. I feel like it's, uh, you know, always a... A fun, uh, you know, it's like whack-a-mole. Where's the vet's gonna pop up, and then you hit me on the head with a soft mallet to put me back down, and then um, yeah. So like wrestling with Rip Rogers, you may not see me on there, but you'll probably hear me referenced on there as they talk about me every week. And you can check out Stevie Richards Fitness and Stevie Richards Wrestling Analysis. Um, tons of content on his Patreon and YouTube including why the lockup is so important and the most important part of any wrestling match that's his most recent video and all kinds of things like breaking down uh goldberg kicking bret hart in the head not chris saban the the actual goldberg um and you know many other things uh so so check out stevie richards and that's everything for me uh and everyone else so for jimmy t for brandon i'm the vet and i don't have a sign off line